All right, welcome back to episode four of the Strong Stylish Podcast. Today we got a, a metric fuck ton of shit to talk about. I mean, it's, it's been like what two weeks, and it's completely different landscape than it was two weeks ago. Yeah, we thought we had time, and like, we took that little shovel and you just pick it up and you flip everything over. Everything's yeah. changed. Well, not everything. Everything. A, a lot. I mean. Yeah, way too much. It's just like every day is some update that you're like, what the fuck is going on? And like, from where is this coming? Like, you know, it's just so big. And it's like a trickle down effect, too, because it started with one thing, then it was something else. Yeah. And then a week all, later, all promotions. five things happen overnight, and everybody wakes up in despair. I, I hope there's. Nothing more will happen because this is terrible. Like, we're talking about complete changes of promotions. It's yeah, not just like small thing. Some promotions are going to have to pivot very hard out of this, too. Oh, yeah. We'll have to see but... where they go and who they decide to go with. I have a lot of things to say about certain promotions, as do you. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. are we going to start with the biggest one to kind of the bang that started everything? Well, before we get into that, uh, I'm Sonoda, and you are... I'm Storm. Storm. The two-man power trip is back. Yep. So, what what are we going to talk about today? Um. So, the first big update is that, from what I understood, it's kind of convoluted. So, actress girls, the they're both versions. I, I think they're called, like, versions. I don't know how to, it's like, describe this. Beginning yeah, and color. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Like they're like subsidiaries of yes. The, their, so they're their gonna, parent company. So they're gonna like stop uh, doing wrestling shows. Yeah. They're gonna focus on the kind of like theater aspect, like show yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, they're only like guess like the stage acting and actual acting parts of it, but they're ceasing all wrestling activities. Yeah. That, so that's... from what I've gathered from it, basically any of the girls that want to continue wrestling can only wrestle. They have to leave the that agency where whatever uh owns them. And if they don't if they want to continue with them, they have to stop wrestling. So, we'll see who stays and who goes. Hopefully it works out. Yeah, Cuz there are some girls in Acris that aren't really good and you know, a lot of people might not realize it or think about it, but a lot of good wrestlers have come out of uh Acris. There are some of them that are very uh, successful right now in stardom. Yeah. yeah. Mainly one Himeka, one Natsupoi, even one yes. Tamu. Yeah, so it's not like it's a small promotion that is like all acting. And um, it's quite sad to see. I've seen quite a few people who were like really into it that are hurt. You know, it's, it sucks to see whoever has their favorite promotion just. You know, one day you see they're stopping. It's it's not nice for anyone in the world, but I I hope they're gonna find something else to enjoy, and that uh, this is gonna be a successful move for actors, girls. I don't know what else to say except you know wish them all the luck. I hope that the ones that want to continue wrestling have no problem finding work because it is hard out there right now. It is very hard, especially now with um, Japan shutting down all travel, so no more freelancers. Well, though people that were there. Uh, I guess unless they work full time, like like Chris Brooks does for DDT, they have to go back home. 
Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. it's all going to work out. Oh, yeah. Another cool thing I heard about uh, Acris was um, I was listening to an interview someone did with uh, Yuna Monasate, who's now in Gombari. Mm-hmm. And the way she said, like, uh, she was talking about, they asked her how she trained all the girls because she was like the head trainer down there. And she said, for the most part, she wasn't actually like in ring training them. What she would do rather was gather, she would look at them, look at their style and give them moves that would fit them. That's a great thinking, you know, because yeah. she was thinking more about like, like the their overall presentation rather than, oh, you need to learn this, this, you know, like give them a bunch of moves they're never going to use. Yeah. And like, uh, there's a problem. I think it's been mentioned quite a, quite a lot recently. Um, everyone is trying to build a perfect wrestler that is all rounder. And that's how you end up with everyone feeling the same. That's how you end up with someone like Sanada. It's very good. What I know that you're is... going to say, Sanada. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious, you know. Someone who's fantastic overall, great, but doesn't stand out in anything. Yeah. And I, I feel like that a lot of promotions focus on. So that's great, you know. I've also heard something similar said about Marvelous in general. Like, besides like the three, like it's mm-hmm. Maria, uh, Mio, and Takumi, all the only ones that have personality. But overall, they're all very good at the basics, the fundamentals of wrestling, but they just have no character. And that was that's like the big problem with a lot of the Marvelous roster. You just need to let them explore in their own way. Don't teach them the same thing and then like expect them to be amazing characters. Everyone needs to go their own way. That's that's the right way, you know. Yeah, sometimes you, you need to know basics, but don't focus, you know, that everyone needs to be fantastic and everything. That's just not gonna work out. Yeah, and sometimes you just gotta not be afraid to let them sink or swim. Like look at uh Starlight. She you know, she had that in her all along, but she never got to do it. And they get, they let her try it. And now she's like thriving better than she's ever done in stars. She is yeah, she is the focus of her faction. You'll never know until you try. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how it works out. That you never know. We also have yeah. news from Ice Ribbon, which kind of gutted me a little bit because I have oh, been getting into I have been Trying to get into Ice Ribbon this whole year is either time or just trying to find shows. Really, that's hard schedule too. Yeah, so they have four, four or five people. Like the main, the main three that are leaving are uh, Risa Sarah, Maya Yukihi, and Suzu Suzuki. Which when They're I read not that like news, precisely leaving. They're just changing the status. So let's let's not say that they are. Well, they're, they're, leaving. they're leaving Ice Ribbon, but they're not leaving wrestling. No, no, they're like changing the status from members of the roster to freelancers. That's, so that's, they, that's they still only, might show up only, in Ice um, Ribbon. That's only Maya's status. The rest are leaving. Like they're not really that they're okay because they're, they're the doors open for them to return, mm-hmm. but they're leaving Ice Ribbon. Yeah, yeah. So, their, like... their, um, so Mayuki, he's like you said, is changing her status from full time member to freelancer. So, yeah. We'll see where she goes, which honestly I'm very excited about because Mayuki, he's one of the best in the world right now. And I want to see her wrestle everybody. And Hopefully it gives them more chances. A three, was it three or four people, right? It's it's Risa Sarah, Suzu, uh, Akane Fujita. I'm not sure and what was the last? There's else. another one, right? Another girl that's leaving with them. 
Uh, wait, let me let me check quickly. And then they have, I know, uh, after the news came out, Thecla decided to leave Ice Urban as well. Because everybody there is gone now, so she decided to move on with her career as well. But uh, the the other three that I mentioned are leaving Ice Ribbon for the time being to pursue their passion for deathmatch wrestling. So they will be freelancing deathmatches. I know three of them, uh, Risa Sarah, Suzu, and Akane Fujita have all competed in the FMW Explosion Princess tournaments. I think it's something like that. Let me... uh. Oh, the translation. So this translation. It was uh, Yukihi, Sarah, uh-huh. Mochimiyagi, Akane Fujita. Yeah, Mochimiyagi. That's Mochimiyagi. That some of you might remember her as Andres Miyagi from Stardom. So, yeah, they competed in the Women's Current Blast Princess Tournament from FMWE, which I actually watched the whole first round. The second round isn't up yet. But uh, Suzu Suzuki defeated Madeline. Uh, there was no explosion. Every time Suzu got the bat, Madeline would just run away. And she wouldn't get back in the ring until either Suzu turned off the alarm or she did. She would literally just run up the turnbuckle and hit the button. That's what you should do when someone yeah. grabs in a, a bat, you know? So it's like they did that. And the match didn't end with uh, any explosion. They ended up on a roll-up. Uh, but the funny part was uh, she got her wand. And Suzu didn't believe it was magical, so she made the uh, she made the ref do a flip with her magic wand. Okay. So that match ended up with Suzu pinning Madeline uh, with a roll up. The second match, which I didn't enjoy, because it was just uh, there's nothing there's nothing to it. It was Miss Mongol versus An Shamu. They wrestled. It was just 20 minutes of Anshamo getting bullied. She had a few hope spots, but you knew she wasn't winning. Uh, Miss Mongo beats her to move on. Third match was Thekla versus Akane Fujita. This is the best work match of the first round, which isn't saying too much, honestly. They didn't do a whole lot in it. Uh, the match ends with a trade of a super... Uh, I think it's like a thrust kick. She tried to do a thrust kick to Akane's midsection, and Akane hit her in the back with the uh, with the bat. Wins, beats her, moves on to the second round. Last match was Risa Sarah versus shoot, what was her name? I'll check. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Let's see. Uh, sorry about this everybody I literally just blanked on this it, it happens blanked no, on no, this no, person's no, name it happens matches so which match was it? Raideen Hagane okay that's it who happened. it was so it was each service uh, Raideen Hagane uh, this match I thought uh, Risa Sarah was crazy because she kept doing uh, somatos and double knee drops onto barbed wire. They had a barbed wire broom out there. So I'm thinking, like, what's Sounds wrong painful. with her? Why does she keep 
dropping her knees because the first one she sold like it killed her because she's dropping mm-hmm. her knees on the barbed wire and then it hit me uh she has like that that archery japanese archery skirt samurai style okay. and she wears for death mm-hmm. matches and it's like she she picked up a little bit and she had pants on like big deathmatch pants i was like oh, oh. she's smart <laughs> she doubled up <laughs> she knows what she's doing yeah so akane fujita hit her she did one knee drop uh samato and a like a corner knee samato all three to the barbed wire she ends up winning the match she moves on to the second round the second round consisted of it was akane fujita versus Risa Sarah, Akane Fujita wins, which look looks like a good match because they're both from Ice Ribbon. They also had uh, it was Risa Sarah, not Risa Sarah. It was Su- Suzu Suzuki Suzu. versus Miss Mongo, and uh, Suzu wins that very bloody affair. That one, uh, Suzu was juicing. And a funny thing about it was I was going through FMWE's Twitter, and Risa Sarah quote tweeted. Uh, Connie, after she won the match, she said, "If you if you win the tournament, give me half the prize money." <laughs> so that's, for that's that a fair deal. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little bit of a camaraderie right there. So that's where we're standing at. That. All right. My apologies. My internet just decided to die on me. So where were we, Storm? Um, we were talking about uh, TJPW, right? We we finished Ice Ribbon and then. The next, the next one was TJPW. Yes, so we're talking about the news of Noroka Tenma and Marika Kobashi graduating from TJPW on in April, right? Yeah, let me actually see the information. Where is it precisely? So, the uh, same day is when they uh, is their their. Sixth January, sixth anniversary is gonna be in January. Mm-hmm. That is January fourth, two thousand sixteen, when they debuted, and they are both gonna be in April, I think. So, so for Nodoka, it's gonna be TJPW twenty sixth of March, uh, and for Marika, it's gonna be seventeenth uh, of April. Ah, because I know they debuted on the same day. Yeah. So, so not the big difference. Yeah. So on 1.4, they're doing a special tag match. And uh, Nodoka's bringing back her original gimmick. Yes. Nodoka, Nodoka Onesan. Yeah. And with her, she's with uh, Haruna Niko and Yuki Aino versus the god Raku, Pom Harjiku, and Marika Kobashi. It's going to be a, a very emotional match for TJPW fans all around the world. Oh, definitely. So and it, it, Go ahead. Sorry. It's going to be something special, you know. It is. They're going to... I hope they get to show out and I hope they get time. Oh, definitely. They will. There is There is no way they're not going to do that. Yeah. So the reasons why they're both graduating is Nodoka Tenma's family decided to start an agriculture business so she wants to help out and do that so she decided you know she's wrestled long enough and she doesn't want to leave on bad terms she wants to leave everybody with happy memories so that's what she wants to do with her life and i wish her all the best as for Uh, it's a good choice yes it is as for marika kobashi she 
from the sounds of it, she wants to be able to live life outside of wrestling, which can't blame her. She debuted at the tender age of 14. She's been doing this for six years. So, you know, she's also had a lot of injuries. And as you said before, my internet died. She doesn't want to be in and out, in and out all the time. She wants to be able to commit to wrestling if she's going to do it. But she's also in university. So she wants to be able to enjoy her life outside of wrestling. She left the door open, though. She didn't fully close out on wrestling. She may be back. She may yeah, not. like Nodoka, unlike Nodoka, she might come back, yeah. yeah. Even though Nodoka doesn't mean she's not going to come back, because yeah. you know how retirements work in wrestling. Yeah. Especially she, if there is Saudi money involved. <laughs> We're getting the blood blood diamond over here. But, yeah, Nodoka did say retire, but, you know, like, we, like, he, like Storm just said, retirement doesn't mean much in wrestling, because you can be retired... One day and then two weeks later, I'm back. I honestly haven't seen that anywhere. Um, Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Where is sarcastic? <laughs> but um, yeah. So Marika Kobashi had a funny interaction with uh, Kento Kobashi. Where he got left really speechless. Yeah, left him speechless. She was because she told him. She's like, yeah, I wear orange and I do chops. So people often call me the daughter of Kenta Kobashi. And he asked her, does your real name? And her name, her real name is Kobayashi. So her favorite wrestler, the one that made her want to become a wrestler, was Abdullah Kobayashi. And what was the other person? I think Obashi, right? Some. Oh, let me let me let me see exactly. Something Obashi. I I I have it here. Let me just pull it up. Uh, let me see. What would I was like? It was talked about her and chops, yeah, which is very funny, you know, because you would assume by like, her name and and uh, moves that she would she would be Kobashi, like it would be her inspiration. Yeah, but that wasn't the case. And the it was color and everything. She just happened to do yeah. the machine gun chops, and it's like so. Ko is from Abdullah Kobayashi, and Hashi is from. Atsushi Ohashi, Ohashi, or I don't know. It's like Ohashi or Ohashi, but yeah, it, I, I guess it's Hashi because you yeah, know, I, I guess this is the title. Yeah, and Kobashi was just speechless. I would be too. Yeah, he didn't know what to say. But Marika also said before she retire, before she leaves, I would I almost say retire. I almost said the R word. But mm-hmm. before she leaves, she yeah. wants to have a special tag match with Abdullah Kobayashi. So, yeah, that that's what she. Also, I need to say this. I really need to. This is the biggest thing, but she damn deserved this because how dare he, how dare he reject Tetsuya Endo's invite to join his uh, unit? That's 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 like a Animal Crossing name or something. How how dare you do that, Kobashi? This is what you get. This is, that was very rude. Yeah. But this is what he gets, you know. If if he if he was nice, he would maybe you know. If he was a nice guy, he would think again. Maybe like, okay, maybe I should join Ento. But nope, this is what you get. Yeah, I he, hope she chops him. Maybe if he wasn't so rude, Marika wouldn't have yeah. been like, "Who is this old guy?" Exactly. That's what you get. Ento would make make you famous, you know. He got like what fifty followers by showing his ass. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I he was w- like. Yeah, that. he was like, I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened. Actually, Tokyo Dome match. She was like, how did I get so many followers overnight? Hmm, I wonder, I wonder why. why. And the last news would be about Stardom. We have another 
departure, like a not like a permanent. It's a hiatus for one, her mental. A hiatus, like the, it's it's not. Hey, it wasn't worded that way, but it seems that way. So yeah. basically, Konami is leaving after after the December show, right? She's gonna face uh, Julia. Julia, if I remember correct, on the twelve nine, twelve twenty nine, not nineteen, twelve twenty nine show. Yeah. So she's gonna leave because she needs to improve her physical and mental health, which is understandable. You know, it's a pandemic. She's also been starting for shows. a very long time. Yeah. Just... So we'll, we'll see when she comes back where she ends up. She may Hopefully even end up in better. DDF. Yeah. That would be that would be dope. You know. Mm-hmm. What would you pair her with? Yeah, how, would her, you, how would you do that for her return match or in? No, no, like if she's in DDM. Oh, what would you put her with? Uh, DDM would look a lot different. Uh, it would. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, it would be. Uh, it would be Julia, Sherry, mm-hmm. um, Konami, and they could bring in another uh, someone else, like another freelancer or another outsider. That has been like the whole premise of the group because all of them came from different promotions. So. Uh yeah. For me, I would be like put her with Shuri, you know. Yeah, well, that's their. Oh, that'd be like the the tag team of that group. Yeah. yeah. That would be, that would be like that would be cool, but hopefully yeah. she'll feel better, you know. Even you know the tie, even though she isn't doing anything, it's still still kind of cool to see her darker side. So for her, um, she actually said that she liked Julia because she emitted a fire that she hasn't seen in anybody in a long time. So there's a little seed there being planted for that. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good match and mm-hmm. it's a good return for yeah. Julia. I know yeah. it, it's, that's what we forgot. It's, to it's good for both, really. Yeah, yeah return. Yes, Julia's return. You're match. so used to her that you forgot. You know, like you, I personally forgot. Yeah, because she came back that's... briefly during like the 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 Russell Grand Slam period in New Japan where they did those dome shows with them. And then they got a dope ass entrance with Shuri. That's yeah. so cool. And then still think about it. W- what happened this time? What injury did she get? I don't remember. I just remember like, oh, she's injured. But during the five star Grand Prix. Yeah. She's what been she's been quite uh injury ridden this year, which is unfortunate. Uh, a lot of wrestlers were, I guess it's just, you know, a lot of shows and it happens, you know, you don't treat some injuries and they become worse. Yeah, it's a typical wrestling thing, I, I guess, would say. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess because well, what or a lot of promotions have slowed down. Stardom did. Yeah, they have a lot of shows. Like they have a lot of pay per views even after five star. Oh, yeah. How many pay per views? Like, it's like a new pay per view. Like every other. Well, it's been like two weeks. Like every other two weeks, right now it's been a pay per view. We had. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Was it uh, Kawasaki? You have a point. And then Tokyo in two weeks yeah. of each other. You have a point because we covered just one in the last episode, and oh my god, yeah, of course they're getting injured, you know. They're working. They're working like crazy. And but yeah, hopefully she'll feel better and be ready to go when she comes back, whenever, whenever she feels good for that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be looking forward to that. So now let's go over our topics for the episode before we get into it. First thing up. We're going to be talking about the main event from Noah the Best. Storm's where we gonna... had double championship match. Where it is uh, 
JC National belt versus the JC Heavyweight belt, which was Kano versus Nakajima. Champion tanks take soul, not tanks takes. (laughs) And uh, it was it it had a lot of surprises during that. It went two big announcements, really really cool stuff. Then the then you'll cover about what you were watching. Yeah, I already covered the uh, the women's current blast princess tournament. Yeah. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> uh, that was pretty fun. Um, I'm also going to be talking about another Hayabusa match. Surprise, surprise. This one was for the FMW double championship. It was between Mr. Nosuke defending his championship against Hayabusa at FMW Fighting Creation 1998. Where did it take place at? It was at Yokohama Bunka Gymnasium. And then after that, we'll get into DDT. DDT. I almost went because I didn't write yeah. it down. He skipped. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it down. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Storm's so going to go over D, uh, the DDT show. The, the DL final. final. Yeah. Uh, that, that also had some cool announcement oh oh yeah there's one and quite very uh, murderous announcement yeah and i'll just mostly talk about the final because it yeah. was a it was a good show but it was mostly one match yeah it, so was, a, it, was, it was a one match show which isn't bad so, like the wrestling wanted well, the rest of the wrestling wasn't bad it was just the story going into it was the do final yeah, the, like, and Daryl also mentioned the match before because it was a championship match, but that's all. And then we are going to go into TJPW, like you mentioned. TJPW All Rise 21, taking place on November 25th, 2021 at Corican Hall. After that, we'll be going into our retro, our retro match. Oh, no. What we mentioned started them. Oh, Stardom's after. Stardom's also the, the um. Oh, okay, so you want to yeah. do first retro? Yeah. Okay. The, the retro will be in the middle. I mean, both are Stardom, so yeah, that's why I'm doing. That's why I had this first. Okay, okay. Because it's one match, and then we can get into Stardom. Because I got a lot to say about Stardom. Okay, okay, then then we'll save it for the last. Time. Now, now yeah. I get it. What? Yeah. So, Stardom, Rio, Goku, Cinderella, Champions, Fiesta, Jesus Christ, these names. <laughs> it, it was, How did they choose them? I don't know. This one was at Rio Goku, <laughs> surprisingly. So yeah, it was an eight-person tag match between Goda Ihashi, Kota Ibushi, Lin Byron, and Mayu Iwatani against the team of Eddie Sousa, Hikaru Sato, Makoto, and Michael Nakazawa. So we'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about Smash. You want to go over yes. that one, Storm? Oh, it's just the match which we are covering. It was during our Patreon of the court. Just same goes for the retro show of Stardom. So, like, um, if you're interested, what we watched and wanna wanna see our first impression, what we watched, then definitely check out the Patreon. Link is gonna be in the in the podcast uh, description. Uh, so the match that we watched was Tetsuya Naito versus Kushida. Sounds weird. It it was weird to see, honestly, but it was a really good match. So I cannot wait to talk about it. It's very. Good. It's it was right off of uh, Naito's Mexico excursion, right? 
Yeah, basically it was at, it was around that time. I think it was a bit later, but it was yeah, it was it was right around that time. It was when we had baby phase night. Uh, what year was it? It was it was at Smash Six on July twenty fourth, twenty ten. So we're going. Way yeah, so back basically it's a, it's around his excursion. Yeah, that was like he was like around twenty ten is when he came back. So yeah, that that's it. Yeah. And now I'm looking for the show oh. name because you mentioned it. There was like this one super long show name, and I'm now trying to find it on Twitter. So like, also forgot forgot to mention the Stardom show, the retro Stardom show we're covering is from 2013. Yeah, 2013, and if I didn't mention in in, in DDT, it was 5th of December. So it was, uh, it is gonna be Sunday. The week prior that we recorded, and for Noah, I actually forgot the date. Let me see quickly. That is Noah the best, twenty eighth of November. That was when the when it happened. And now let me quickly see if I can find it when they mentioned the show name because that was was like the longest, the longest show name. I swear. And we'll it also- was like. Go ahead. I, it was some like Japanese show, and I'm trying to find it. They wrote a paragraph as a title. Yes, like a really, really, really long like. And to <laughs> so, and to end the show, we'll be covering Stardom's Tokyo Super Wars. That'll be the last Ooh. thing we talk about for the show. And yeah, as, Sto- as Storm mentioned, the two retro shows that we were covering, or matches rather, both of them will be up on our watch long, or on our Patreon, yep. our watch long series, Off the Record. Those will be episodes mm. 3 and 3.5. You can uh, check out the Patreon over at patreon.com slash strongstylish, no PW. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at strongstylishpw on Twitter, and Storm is at Storm K-I-F-X. Yep. So if you want to follow us along there, we'll be it there. If you want to join the discussions that we have, we're going to have throughout this show, which is going to be a lot. We have a lot to talk yeah, about today. This episode is going to be great. And I found the show name. So before we end, I want to say the show name, which is which is ridiculous. So it was zero one in twenty nineteen. It was called zero one organized by wrestlers slash zero one supporters club Chipigo bullying. Eradication, Jenki, Hatsuratsu, a really strong person does not bully but will stand up. Great East Japan Earthquake and 2016 Kumamato Earthquake Reconstruction Charity Event. For someone's sake, Tokyo Tower Tournament. I don't know how this happened. Now say it back. But it's something. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll be right back with all that and more. All right, Storm, let's get this started off hot. Let's talk about a very divisive match that people have been talking about. It's been like all over Twitter. I <laughs> mixed reactions, really. You could say that. So we had with the main event of No Other Best Twenty Twenty One, like we mentioned in the introduction, like Kajima versus Kendo. Before we start. There was a huge announcement that Kenta is coming back home. 
for the Budokan show. I think it's the first of January next That's year. That's the Budokan. Yeah, Budokan. We have Kenta. Kenta is back home. Also, shout um, out to that girl that was crying when the announcement happened. I mean, I would cry too if I, I was at the venue. So, uh, people go with the idea that you know because it's sixty minutes, it it's it's not good, it's bad. That wrestling sh- should stop. That it's forced in Japan, you know, first New Japan, then Stardom, and that no, it's not doing it way too much. Honestly, from my personal experience, and I'm someone who watched all New Japan shows in the last three years. I I know what's a long match, you know. And honestly, it shouldn't be judged by the length because it was booked so well by the by the time it had. Like of course if people now expect like oh there there was not a winner, it was a draw, it was obvious. Well, you know, you got worked. I'm sorry to tell you. If they made you believe anything was gonna change, then you got worked. You know, there was if you go with the mindset, you get exactly what you, what you thought you were gonna get, then you're gonna enjoy it. Like for 60 minutes, it wasn't boring. I didn't feel at any moment like I wanted to look at my phone or I was like where I know it. I was invested. It was a real interesting structure. Basically, they were going through different different phases in those 60 minutes yeah there's a lot of callbacks weren't there too right yeah because they have like a history and it was a big deal because keno knocked the fuck out of nakajima to win the national uh title last year so it, it was a little bit of history there they were like playing with those spots it started mostly with Keno selling the leg, which I really liked because, you know, when they start to limb work and then they forget about it 10 minutes in. There was this spot, I think it was like 15 minutes in or something. Uh, Keno has Nakajima in a sleeper and Nakajima cannot get out because, you know, the legs are wrapped around his waist. So he starts elbowing Keno to his ribs. But Keno doesn't let the grip, so he starts punching the knee that he was working on like 20 minutes ago. So it makes sense in the in the final in the final sequence, and it actually wasn't useless, which I appreciate because you know limp work that's kept is very annoying. And this match was so good when it started. I thought it was, they were gonna go 25 to 35. It really really had a great pace. So it's not like super slow and boring, you know, like I'll go with the most recent example everyone talks about Omega versus Okada, you know, when it takes them like five minutes to, to, to start locking up and then like five to more to go, you know, it's like Limburg, Shane wrestling, and then they start wrestling. This was much different. I really honestly loved it. It's a great time. It, it's a bunch of six spots. I don't want to talk like too much about what happened because I would really ruin the magic. Uh, but it was just really progressive match. Uh, everything was well done. It was they even had really good near falls in the last I would say 15 minutes because 
-hmm. Crowley isn't supposed to make a sound, but they were like gasping. They were like, oh, they. That last 20 minutes of the match were intense. Yo. Yeah. I remember that the day it happened, me and you had both fallen asleep at the start of the show. (laughs) So we were getting ready to watch it, but to me, for you, it was super early. For me, it was getting late. So we both woke up (laughs) around the same time and we're like, oh, they're kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, pretty much. Like, even even I fell for some Nero faults because it was super, mm-hmm. oh, super yeah, they, violent. They had me a couple. They had me quite a few times in that last like sequence. It was oh, like sorry. Um, what was it? When I woke up, I just saw like spit flying, just sweat flying everywhere, chest kicks, and a couple times I honestly thought they were just gonna call it a knockout. Like one of them was gonna get knocked out. Yeah, definitely a callback to what happened in prior matches. And I love that, like, in the finish, Nakajima was, like, pulling out the lariats, like, really stiff, you know, just... Oh, that like, man works stiff. The level of them. No chill whatsoever, like, and Kano didn't really bump for them. He just took them, you know, and, and fell by the force. So honestly, if you think you don't want to watch a 60-minute match because it's a 60-minute match, I think you should reconsider the decision because it's a really, really... Really well done match and much better than other 60 minute matches I've seen in the last few years. And then after the match, you know, Nakajima wants to talk to his buddy Keno. They had a fantastic war. And then Go Shiyazaki comes back, cuts them off, challenges Nakajima. That's our main event for Budokan. We are going to see who is Noah. Is it Nakajima or is it Go? It's actually Hikari. Yeah, that that we know, but let them let them <laughs> let find them out fight. by themselves. Yeah. That's gonna be good. Oh, definitely, it's gonna bang because they had a fantastic match last year. Now the roles are reversed, so it how long was uh, Go Shiozaki out for? Um, I don't know how. So, like, he was out. I think in February or January. I I know that he got. After he lost to Muto, let me see when that was. So they really kept him out for quite a few months. It's good, you know, it's your top guy and you shouldn't mess with his injury. He shouldn't come back until he's ready. So the last match he had was in March 14th. So he was out for nearly eight months. Wow. Must have been them soccer kicks he had. Straight to oh, his it was like fucking a, head. It was out for eight months, nearly nine. Yeah, yeah, that was that was some shit. Um, yeah, this so match. Like, this match was. I'd I'd recommend it, despite yeah, the because there's there there is a lot of stigma surrounding uh, Noah with you know it's just a bunch of old guys or you know because there are good wrestlers. They have they have a lot of good wrestlers there. They have Nakajima is incredible. Keno is a star. Shizaki, Sugiura. Yeah, but they just don't get the shine that they deserve because there's just that stigma around them. Yeah, this is, I mean, not even that, it's just like, oh, Japan and their long matches. Yeah, it's a long match, but yeah. if, it, if it keeps you, if, if it kept any like captivated for 60 minutes, and yeah. I really don't like long matches, you know it yourself. If, if a yeah, match goes over 30. You think about it too, that's how old Noah was too. Everything was like over an hour. Yeah, I remember watching the. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the old Masawa Kobashi 
uh, all those all those guys back in the older Noah days, and all those matches were at least forty five minutes. So it's really not nothing new for the promotion. This is how they yeah, are. You just imagine well done, it works, and like there, I don't understand people being upset with the result. You knew what what the result was gonna be. Yeah, so. they they weren't gonna have either of them lose. So like you're just getting worked by giving yourself false hope and. Yeah. I don't understand why. Why would you be angry at the promotion because you know what they were gonna do, and then you want something else to happen, and then you get angry. Like you know what what what's gonna happen. So like if you like some good limb work, stiff matches, insane spots, like I don't even know what to say about them. There's like insane spots in the match. I was I was just like at the edge of my seat. So definitely worth checking out. Definitely. And if you do want to see like a preview of it, get a good like a little glimpse of what the match was like before you watch it, Storm actually gifted, didn't you? Oh yeah, I gave a lot of stuff. So like if you want to see really cool spots from the matches, you can you can see them on my Twitter. And uh you can check what happened on my Twitter. So maybe maybe it'll change your mind, but I definitely recommend checking this match out. Like at least check it out for the first 15 minutes. If it's boring, you can stop. Like, it's not going to kill you. Oh, definitely not. So, yeah, that was uh, GHC Noah the Best. Oh, no, not GHC. Noah the Best for the GHC Heavyweight and GHC National titles. Yep. It was Kazuhiko Nakajima versus Keno. Time limit draw, 60 minutes. All right, next up on the agenda, I'm going to take you guys back uh, to FMW a little bit farther in the future, a couple years. Last time we talked about a match from 1996. Today I'm going to talk about a match from 1998. This was FMW Fighting Creation 1998. It was for the FMW Double Championship, Mishkinosuke, defending against Hayabusa. Um, I finally found this match. I had to hunt down a tape for it. Uh, the guy left in the, the the tape I got. The guy left in the commercial at the beginning. It was for Direct TV, which was hilarious to me. It was a commercial about Direct TV in Japan, and it was Arnold Schwarzenegger hustling it over to Japan, <laughs> which was fantastic. <laughs> so the entire show is presented by Direct TV, and you see a big ass Direct TV logo in the top right corner, which is <laughs> it brought back so many memories. Oh, we got a nice little pre-tape chronicling uh, how we got there for this match. Match starts off how you would expect the, you know, chain wrestling, lock-up, stalemate. Uh, Hayabusa kips up, catches Gnosuke off guard because he's still running the ropes. And then he uh, hits him with a nice tijeras. When they get to the outside ring, there's these giant, like, Batman spotlights. They're just shining on them instead of like big. No, they have, nowadays you have like this big old stage lights that just surround the uh, not stage lights per se. They're like the floodlights, right? That just surround. So the what ring. they look like? Was literally, like bright? no, it was literally like just circles, like the like a like oh, a spotlight, like, so like, actu- like a actual spotlight. You know, like when a police helicopter shines yeah. down the light. Yeah, it's just two of those just on them. And like was, the reflector was really, really far away. Yeah, and it was funny because like I'm not used to that, so I'm like, oh, this giant spotlights right on them. All right, cool. I, I 
I guess it must be really hard for them to wrestle. You know, that it's, that light isn't really it's it's like, hot, chill. it's bright. Yeah. So it, it's not like a light. Go ahead. That you cannot see. Oh it's yeah. So like, imagine you wrestle and then you turn the direction and you're like, oh my god, what is this? What's going on? Why do I see colors? <laughs> exactly. So Gonosuke kills uh, Hayabusa with a lariat. Remember how um, a couple episodes ago we were talking about Sherry hitting the top rope, the hu- rope hung DDT she was doing? Mm-hmm. Gonosuke uh, one-ups her over here. He does a rope hung cutter from the top. Oh, God. Yeah, just straight cutters him. That, was it, like, really quick? Or did oh, yeah, he it need was, to prepare? He, he straight up just, like, diamond cuttered him off okay, so. like a rope hung style. So no chill. No chill. That's awesome. Uh, Hayabusa does cut him off with a drop kick to the knee. Shout out to Rika. <laughs> but Hayabusa then starts working on his knee, actually. Gnoski returns the favor by working on Hayabusa's arm. And then we have a beautiful sequence by Hayabusa. He does like that rising, uh, rising corner knee. He run through and you just like do the rising knee. But he falls over the top rope. And you know how like the... Uh, People go over the top rope and they hang on, like they hang on to the rope and they pull themselves, like how Shawn Michaels would do. How he skins yeah, the Shawn cat. Michaels basically. Yeah, the yeah. skin the cat kind of shit. He did that, yeah. but he, he held on. He held on to that, and then he uh he flip like he flips back over the rope, mm-hmm. and then hits a springboard uh knee drop kick. Okay, that. That must be so hard to do. That's all core right there. Cause like he hangs on to the rope, flips back over, and then springboards. No, no chill whatsoever. That that's insane. And oh he gets a he gets insane elevation on the Asai moonsault. Cause after he hits the dropkick, Gnosuke rolls back to the outside. Gnosuke then goes for a power bomb, but like since he's working on his knee the whole time, he can't get all of it on it. So you can see mm-hmm. it looks pretty weak. Like you can tell, like he kind of just like drops him. So he yeah, got he that. tried. Yeah, he tried. We just couldn't get all of it into it. Hayabusa starts flying. And then we have another sequence of uh, all caps moves. He goes for it. He hits him with a tiger driver. And then he hits a move that I've never seen. It's a hammerlock vertical suplex. Hammerlock vertical suplex. I don't think I've seen that either. Yeah. It it was interesting. Like I saw the hammer lock. I was like, "Oh, you get DDT him, maybe like a face buster or something." No, it's a that vertical suplex. Take, yeah, it's all in your arm. Yeah, and which honestly is pretty fucking effective when you think about it. It definitely is. So both of those are only good for two counts. Uh, oh, you you would like this? Gnosuke almost wins. Almost steals it with a leg sweep roll up. Let's go. Oh yeah, he uh, uh, was it uh, Hayabusa? Sorry, I'm getting excited here. <laughs> it's a sweet move. It's a, uh, it's not a Phoenix Splash. It's a Phoenix Senton. So, I don't know what's worse, honestly, to take. I would say the Senton because that's all like body weight. At least with the yeah, Splash, he can like, like sprawl himself out, so he's not putting all his pressure on you. Senton's just like. A sack of rocks. Yeah, hitting you definitely. But you don't get as much of a spin on a senton. So, uh, speaking of spin, he falls out with a four fifty. Oh, okay. Now he falls up, then it's all good. 
four, uh, hits the 450. Falcon Arrow still isn't enough. Gnosuke retaliates with a high angle power bomb. Not quite a jackknife, more like a um, yeah, it's like a really high angle power bomb, like not quite crucifix style, but like high. You know what I'm talking about, like high enough. Yeah, and he drops him. Oh, it yeah. follows it up with a release German. I was getting hype. Release German's always cool, like especially when it's a bigger guy. Especially when they can, like, when they execute it well. Oh man! And when the other guy does a backflip, that—that's like my Ooh. favorite thing. Does the full flip bump off of it? Yes, yes, yes. That's always insane. Oh yeah, and then he falls that up. He hits, he hits a very scuffed-looking fire thunder driver because his knee. You get he's getting it. He picks him up, but then mm-hmm. his knee buckles halfway through the as he's going through the motion. So it looks kind of fucked when he like when he hits it. And that's the point. Yeah, and then he uh, falls that up with one of my favorite moves. The backdrop driver. Just drops Hayabusa right on his head. Ouch. Another fire thunder driver. So he's just, he's going through the moveset. But he can only get the pin by, like, he hits it, and then the only way you can pin him is, like, putting his leg over Hayabusa barely. So he couldn't even mm-hmm. get an actual pin off of it. They're both like at this point they're both spent. Hayabusa reverses a lo- a waist lock with a low blow in a tiger suplex. Kind of hits him with like a it, it's not quite a screwdriver. It's still a falcon arrow, but he spikes him on it. And this is like the closest two point nine 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 that you'll ever see. It's getting really intense. Mm-hmm. So after that, after they after he kicks out, there it's a double down. So, you know, uh, they're both like fighting to their feet. And then Gnosuke hits like a desperation lariat. And then he returns the favor with the low blow. Gets one of his own. He then hits him with a jackknife and the Northern Lights, which honestly, I haven't seen a big dude do a Northern Lights in a while. Still can't steal, uh, still can't seal the deal on it. Oh, yeah, Hayabusa catches him with a big head, head kick and then hits him with a release dragon suplex. Not snap style like Kenny does, like actual release mm-hmm. dragon, which I haven't seen in oof, a long time. He hits the release dragon and then wins with a Phoenix Splash in 21 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, the final, My final thoughts on this match, it was another well-placed match in the my Hayabusa series. The exhausted pin attempts were a nice touch because they were both like trying, but they just couldn't get it. Couldn't get actual pins. They just had to get like whatever body part over each other. It was just best break. Yeah. And then what else was I going to say about it? Oh, yeah. Hayabusa talks to the crowd again. Yeah, this match is really good. Um, I'd recommend it. It's hard to find. I had to go through a tape trader to find it. So if you're interested, let me know. I can get it to you so you can watch it yourself. And that was FNW double title match. Mr. Gnosuke losing to Hayabusa, new champion, in 20 min- 21 minutes, 45 seconds at FMW Fighting Creation 1998.
All right. Next up, DDT DO Grand Prix 2021 to the final. Long title. This was on yeah. uh, December 5th, 2021. And take it away, Storm. I don't know. It's wait, it's two. So, like, the last year it was 2021. Now it's 2021 two. Is this because is it chronologically the second DO Grand Prix? Is this the only? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So, like, they had the like Grand DO Grand Prix before, but last year it was called 2021. So now it's 2021 two. I, I, I don't know how that works, but it's, it works like that. It's like, the, it's like the Xbox. <laughs> pretty X, much. Xbox One, Xbox One X, Xbox 360. Yeah, pretty much. Which one is it? And now if you ask someone, like, they're like, how, how did 360 come before one? But it happens. So for this show, it was a really long show. It had some really fun stuff. But it's, it's basically a too much card. And it was first the big announcement, like, for no one. Seems like Cyberfight is pulling all the punches. Minoru Suzuki is coming back. Uh, Weirdly enough, kind of ironically, that the show where he's coming back is called Nevermind. The um, Murder Grandpa. The Murder Grandpa, yeah. It's going to be this year. Um, and seems like from what they were building, he's going to face Sakaguchi again because it was also Sakaguchi's return show. So he's going to come back soon. Let's fucking go. Because they faced each other before a few years ago. And... Maybe they'll have a rematch now. It seems like that because Sakaguchi Sanatura, he also wants to face um, he also wants to face like he only wants to face Suzuki so we'll see. So from big matches, here we had DDT Universal title match so we have Daisuke Sasaki versus Soma Takao. Basically the story about this is that, you know, in the, I forgot what was the name of the show but it was like basically losing faction has to disband and a faction that lost was Damnation, and they disbanded. And Sasaki, because he loved Damnation so much, he didn't want it to end. So he started this new, but it's the Damnation, it's Damnation TA with Matt Polly, which. So now they changed his name, so like, he's different, it's not Matt Polly. And uh, they were together, and they invited Endo, and then he brought up the. Soma Takao, and they were talking about reuniting, and Sasaki attacks Takao and tells him that he was like useless and insult him. And basically, that started a feud. They were beating each other up for weeks. And in in like the crucial point in the beginning is that Sasaki brought up the dog food, and he was with stipulation where the loser has to eat the dog food. Because that that was what Endo and Takao made him do in 2010 when he lost the match. It was a pretty decent match, like a like fun, uh, based on limb work. They were really trying to push Takao as a baby face here. Um, of course, Asaki was cheating. It, they did some really good moves, really fun stuff. There was like this really really cool spot. So, um. You, you know how Sasaki does these cool elbow drops like he did on Peter Pan from the top rope to the outside. So 
he's uh-huh. pretty crazy with them. Yeah. So he put the, the leg of uh, Soma Takao onto the guardrail. And because he was working the leg, so he jumped from the top rope and hit the elbow drop of the back of Soma Takao so like he would hit his leg on the guardrail. It was a pretty good match, and uh, Sasaki wins at the end. And Soma went to like eat dog food. And then Sasaki changed his mind. He was like, you don't need to do that, as he was about to do it, uh, and told him to join the team, which Takao refused and just left his hand and left uh, with Shota from Gambare. And then we had a challenger. So Chris Brooks shows up and he's saying how he's sick of seeing Sasaki as a champion and how he has a challenge, like he's going to issue a challenge, but he was going to issue a challenge for Masahiro Takanashi, who was very surprised. Very Didn't know what was going on. We should preface so, too that pre- earlier on in the night, Takanashi defeated Shunma. Yep. So Chris said that Takanashi always supported him, so now it's, it's his turn. And then Sasaki tells him if he wants a title shot, he needs to eat the dog food. So Takanashi immediately goes, grabs dog food, and chews it. And then, and then Sasaki's like, what the fuck, you really did that? Okay, now I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a title match. So that was funny, and uh, basically that's, that's where the Universal title is going. And then we have the Dio Grand Prix final. Akeshita versus Yueno, two stablemates. Um, I really like how this match was built. Basically, you know, Takeshita is on this insane run this year. No one can defeat him. And Yueno is also had a fantastic year. And Yuena really just couldn't hang with Takeshita because Takeshita would overpower him all the time. And Yuena just was mostly fighting at this point to survive and avoid the offense. And this match had some insane spots. Like uh, there was like a suplex to the side of the apron to to Yuena that was like suplex on the outside of the floor. Speaking of the apron from... suplex, you could tell when they did it, they didn't get the angle they wanted, so it looked extra rough. Oh yeah, like Yuena just slid after it. It wasn't it wasn't really nice, yeah. So it was really well built. Then Yuena just goes crazy and, and gets a momentum and then has his moment. But Takeshita ultimately overpowers him and wins. It's a really, really good match. Like, fantastic. And to a fantastic show, in my opinion, definitely show of the year. Just from the start to finish, it banged. And final match did not disappoint. It was 27 minutes. I really recommend to check it out. It's, it's full of high spots. It's full of high energy because both guys are insanely fast and just they work so well together. They They have a great chemistry. So if you want to watch some crazy match with cool spots and just really fun sprint, let's say, then this is the match for you. And then because Takeshita won the tournament, he would choose the challenger. I thought he would go for Kenny because he did a... How is it called? Croy's Rat? Mm-hmm. In the match? Yeah, the Croy's so Rat. Like, okay, 
maybe he's like giving us a hint. But no, he challenged the only man who didn't be, who he didn't beat in the tournament, and that was Okabayashi, which is gonna be great because they had a draw. So definitely that match is gonna bang if we can judge it by the way the first match I had in the tournament. I really love this. Like like I said, tournament was fantastic. I really have no complaints, and I really cannot wait to see the next uh, KOD championship match because these both guys have a great it's just gonna be you know two big beefy men beating the fuck out of each other with big lariats. meaty men bumping meat yeah exactly you have nothing to complain about so you're really telling me show. that Takeshita didn't pick the bodyguard um he was afraid because you know he wasn't in the same block and he was avoiding him we know we know who the who the real who the real big dog here is, which is funny because in the at the ten match tag match they were literally had a spot where Body Gear and Hino were bullying the fuck out of Harashima, and they were like change change up, so Hino chops Harashima, Body Gear is like I want to try, so like he does a chop and then Hino does it and then. And then they change, and then uh, Hino does a stalling suplex, and then Bodyguard is like, let me do that. And then just, you know, dick measuring contest of poor Hiroshima. <laughs> okay, I got you. They're just, <laughs> whatever you can do, I can do better. Yeah, and they're just thinking about Hiroshima. What man is just sitting in the corner and cannot move from them. They're just tagging in and out all the time. They're just doing all these moves. Poor, poor guy. That's funny. Yeah, really, yeah. really fun show. Fantastic yeah. finish there's the a, tournament. There was one part in the, the main event, the deal final, where uh uh UNO slaps him and it just like it doesn't phase Takesha at all. Like he's trying to get something out of him, evokes some sort of emotion, but Takesha just That was like the first thing that was yeah. the beginning. Like they're doing a clean break, like slaps him and nothing happens. Yeah. I need I need to tell you now. It reminded me. So Ueno in his first match faced Akiyama. Mm-hmm. And he does the same thing. He taps the top of the head of Akiyama and slaps him. And they said that the reaction in locker room was a complete... Everyone froze because they thought that Akiyama was going to kill him. The straight... They didn't know, they didn't know he was going to do that. The straight shoot on him? <laughs> yeah. But thank God he did Luckily, Akiyama so has him control. Hey, there were some oh, sweet Akiyama mafia kicks that were uh, sounded like shotguns, too. Ooh. Definitely. I, I remember like there was like a big boot on the outside and there is like Yuen is just slapped to Garter and then Akeshta runs is like big big boot looks like he sent him into another dimension. Yeah. It was My favorite part about it was because uh Takeshta was off screen and all you see all you hear is <laughs> all you hear is the yeah, smack. You, you you see like the facial expression of Yuen as he's running up and you just see like bam. Yeah, because there's no visual cue for you to see the kicks coming. It just comes out of nowhere and it's loud. Oh my god, fantastic. So truly, like, perfect way to end this fantastic tournament. My opinion, must check out. Really nothing bad to say about this. Super fun show too, if you, if you want to laugh from all the, all the funny things and just I would recommend watching the entire show if you want to just watch a fantastic Wrestling just watch the main event. You 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 cannot go definitely, wrong with that. Definitely, like DDT's um big big matches this year have all been bangers. 
all delivering, really. I have no complaints. Like, uh, was it Takesta Brooks? Was whew. that was a match that we used to watch? Another level, really tournament one too. Just they have the formula. I know it, it works. Yeah, and uh, touching on the the Kenny situation, Kenny's gonna be off for a while. So I, eventually, I think we'll get that match. Either him or Ueno. Not you know the uh, Endo versus Kenny because they were building it last year, but COVID. I would uh-huh. like that. Yeah, that would be cool. When's the last time Kenny showed up in uh, DDT? Twenty nineteen with Riho. Oh yeah, that's right. It was right, right, right when um, AEW formed. Mm, yeah, it was like yeah. a fall. That's yeah, when he, he was he, the he mega said... champion. That was my introduction back to DDT after years. I forgot to exist. <laughs> Yeah. Um, how would you feel about a Kenny KOD run? If he's on his AW level, I wouldn't be too happy. If he would go back somewhat to his New Japan level, that would be that would be completely fine with me, you know. He just needs some time off, man, because he had a bunch of compounding injuries that were. Yeah. He had vertigo. I'd like the man he could even he could like imagine trying to wrestle with the everything spinning. Yeah. That. So what we need is Kenny. Get well, come back, and wrestle Yoshihiko. Kick some ass. Yeah, that would be a perfect match. Kenny versus Yoshihiko is a must. Rematch. He needs to get revenge for Ibushi. Maybe. The doors are open, so we never know what's going to happen. Definitely. And with how DT is running this year, it's just so exciting. Definitely. Yeah, that was so that would be it for the show. Yeah, that was the DDT, the DO Grand Prix 2021 to the final. Two. Gotta read all of it. Yep. And that took place on the 5th of December. Cork and Hall. Cork and Hall. All right. All right. One down. Only a few more to go. So now we're going to be going straight into TJPW All Rise 21. That took place on November 25th, 2021 at Corican Hall. Uh, first matchup is a tag team match of Marika Kobashi and Moka Miyamoto against Arisu uh, Endo, almost called her Suzu, and Suzu. Well, Gang. Suzu <laughs> well, that is their tag name, Ari Suzu. Yeah. Almost slipped up there. Uh, this almost match went 10 minutes and 42 seconds. This was a big triple rookie showcase. Uh, watching, yeah, like I said in this introduction. Yeah, uh, big showing out party from Rika here. Um, this match, like watching Arisu and Mocha wrestle and it not looking scuffed, it was amazing. Considering that they're both only like less than a year in at this point, so it's good to see that you know they can competently wrestle each other without needing someone else to guide them. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did really good. Yeah, they don't need a ring general. They they can lead the match themselves. Definitely. These girls are hitting the ropes with authority. Remember that. They were like every time Moga hit the ropes, it was like a slingshot. This ping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember it, yeah. Mute uh Mocha <laughs> is using her karate finally. Counters. Uh Susan May rules. It's crazy how Orton ripped off her whole moveset. And completely scuffed the finisher. 
completely doesn't do it right. Like, like, how am I supposed to believe, right? How am I supposed to believe that Viper can fly better than the bee? That's going to have to be a match at uh, Triple Mania one day. Now think about it. I'm giving you a deep question at 3 a.m. How does a Viper fly better than the bee? I don't know, man. Pokemon's done some wild shit before, too. Uh, you have a Pokemon, <laughs> but that's the and the other promotion. We're going to cover that later. Yeah. Like, her dropkick is literally like one for one with Orton's, just the way she gets the elevation and everything. I mean, she has wings. It's kind of unfair. It's, it'd be cool if, like, you see him, like, fluttering and she, every time she leaps up in the air. She's so good. Marika closes his match out with a Dudley dog, which popped me. On the guard, really? Yeah, the fucking Dudley dog. Because I remember uh, when I was younger, I was playing, I forget which SmackDown versus Raw or which, which game it was, but I literally started a season mode with Spike just so I can Dudley dog everybody. <laughs> is is it like uh, with the cell when they like hit the head and like roll up. around after? Yeah. No, I think she just bounced up. Okay, okay. You know, like the, because... not, not like the Death Fish, but like, uh, like Gasping Fairy come up and you just lay back. Because like when when you hit it in the in the SVR, they like bounce up and then they're on their knees and then they like roll around back, like the stunners though and no mercy. Yeah, 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 pretty much like that. Okay. The close. So that let's one. move on to the yeah, next one. Moving on to the next match: six man tag or six woman tag, whatever. Harun uh, <laughs> Aneko, Mahiro Kiryu, and now Kakuda. Because her name's very confusing. Now Kakuda, defeat. But very important information. So we have a cat, a chaser, and a cat owner in a team. Oh, yeah. I dubbed them the Feline Express. Yeah, that's, that's very important. That's all I need to know. So we have a cat, cat lover, a former cat, now rat chaser, yep. against the team of Palm Harajuku, God herself, Raku, and Yuki Aino. This match went 10 minutes, 38 seconds. Fun little match. It's a very surprising result. Very, very fun match. I wrote roll call in all caps because, you know, banger. Like, <laughs> did you hear Did you hear Aki having a thing for cat legs? He was, uh, he, got, he got caught in 4K. He got caught slipping. And even, <laughs> even Chris Brooks could not believe what the fuck he heard. He was like, what? He's like, what did you just say? Cannot blame him. So the feline so first comes out first. Raku has a ponytail. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Palm assaults the camera. Uh Raku's bandana is uh stained red with the blood of her enemies. We had to discuss that, right? That was a big discussion we had. Yes, it was. Why is it red? Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know. No one wants to tag in to face the cat, by the way. Everybody on uh, Raku's team. I think it's uh, I know's in first, and nobody want they don't want to tag in to fight uh, Harder than Echo. I mean, would you? But eventually, Palm gets forced in. She commits uh, shinicide. Of course. Oh, you see me express. Excuse me. Uh, Raku's cross drop is super effective on the normal type cat. And then we have a big ass Neko Lariat. 
And also, we got a very important piece of information in this match from uh, Balian Aki. If it's cute, it's legal. Very important information for uh, TJPW viewing. Then every match needs to end in DQ. Uh, and then now comes in and starts claymoring faces off. Uh, Drew McIntyre, be damn. Excuse me while I sip my coffee. <laughs> he can try. Um, the, the match ends with like a sweet little sequence of moves too. Now hits the stroke on Raku, right? I knew. Yeah, I knew gut wrenches now. My my hero spine brushes. I know. Neko picks up the win with the triple H. That is the. That, that was a surprising result. Yeah, very much. I I wouldn't have picked her to get the pin. But she picked up the win with the Triple H knee face buster. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. They hit the rope and he drops their face on his knee. She does that into a rolling and they, it, and they like sell it, spin it, and then he hits a pedigree. <laughs> yep, every time. It works in the game, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked every time. Uh, now we can see why it works every time. He learned it from Nico, of course. Very much so. Uh, she falls out with a rolling cat breaker. A code breaker, lung blower, what have you. She wins. Uh, I think it's a code breaker. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, they were calling it lung blower on commentary. I always call it code oh, breaker. It looks like a code breaker, but mm-hmm. it's a cat, so I don't know. Yeah. And then we have uh, not what we expected the match to be, but we have a happy lucky quiz match. Following that up, it's been you can come. So it's called Happy Lucky Quiz Match. Yeah, that's what the okay. title was. Happy Lucky Quiz Match. Yuki Kamifuku mm-hmm. against Hyper Missile. This match went ten minutes and eight seconds. Uh, this match turns into a quiz, as we said. Uh, Kamiu inconspicuously so, comes out with papers in her hand. No, no, no. She, she comes out and she takes the mic and she's like, "Every single time you." Ask for a match under your rules. Well, I want to match that's under my rules, whatever. And then they pull up a table and get some chairs. So you're like, what is going to happen? And we get the quiz match. But it's not just any normal quiz, is it? Mm, it's it's a very it's a very unbiased and very fair quiz. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's just only questions about Kamiya's family, like. How- yeah, who you doesn't should know, know that? that yeah, everybody should know exactly. that. If you watch the product, if, if, you, if, if you don't know that, you deserve to lose. Like, well, what was there to say? Like, the only person in the don't... the only person in the building that didn't know it was Hyper Myself, apparently. And then she's supposed to be our superhero. Like, what what is a superhero like that doesn't like who doesn't know everything about the people they protect, especially about Kami. How could you? How could you not? How could you? Basal. Exactly. But then Basal then, has enough of this shit and flips over the table. Yeah. That, that's that's what, what you do when you don't really understand how to play the game. And then they fight in a normal match because this quiz you can also win by pinfall. Somehow. I didn't make up the rules. I didn't know. No one did. And no one did. They're, those are the rules they, from the start. So this match had the nastiest exchange I've ever seen that even Misawa and Kobashi would cringe at how nasty it was. Hyper Misawa had like a cold spray mm-hmm. and Kamiyo had like this uh, hand sanitizer. 
Yeah, they sanitize. I think it was that. I'm not sure. I think it was like that spray. It was either, it was either so that or just... alcohol spray. Yeah, I think it was alcohol. I think they mentioned alcohol spray. I'm not sure, but one of it was one of those two. Yeah. And basically, they were sprayed that into each other's eyes. It's like the nasty the stuff. Bouillet, really. Like the forearm exchange, the bouillet. Is that yeah, yeah. the the two bottles they had? So I really <laughs> at least still double down, which is awesome. It's really excellent content, content, you know. Excellent. This is what we came uh, to see. This is what we paid really zero dollars a month for. Be careful. Like if you if you don't like gruesome stuff, this isn't for you. Yeah. If you if you don't like blood or you know, if you don't like violence, I'm, I'm not, stay away from I'm it. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Like I watched that matches and stuff and I'm not a fan, but I had to go through it for the episode and I really do not recommend. If you're squeamish, skip it. Yeah. When they call me you pokes the eyes, it wins with revival. Shout out to Saki Kashima. Yeah, she she learned from the from the best, you know. She went from the from the nasty of death matches to the best technical wrestler of her generation and won the match. You know what it was? She was like, How can I maximize this eye poke? They can't see. I got it. The revival. No one kicks out of this. Exactly. She knew. She went with the with the best finisher of the best technical wrestler of our generation. She knows what works, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, could, pr- it's proven. It, she, yeah, you could you could go with some lame move that never wins the match, yeah, like, I don't like know, a, one winged angel know, or yeah, attitude adjustment. I don't know those old funky Canadian destroyer. Yeah, you know? you know, code red. You know, this spear. Yeah, jackhammer, what have you? And then you go with with the most with the most tested. You know, the most effective. If the, a, the, if a move the, can beat. If a move beats Mayu Iwatani every year in the same tournament every year at the same time, it's got it's proven effective. Exactly, that just that just proves how good it is. All right, that match was fun. Honestly, ten minutes of fun. Nice yeah, little, nice little breakup in the middle of the card. Yeah, definitely. And then next up is a big singles match between uh, Shoko Nakajima, the big kaiju. Versus yes, Naruka Tenma. This match went 16 minutes and 4 seconds. Uh, I wrote down Shoko is so damn good. So this is what Candy does to people that they fight each other now. huh? Mm-hmm. It's a blood feud now over Halloween candy. I wrote, Terrible go, stuff, I wrote really. go watch this match. Because you really should. It was fun. I don't really actually remember. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a little bit sad in hindsight because like I was kind of hoping Nodoka would, you know, pick up the win here. Because it looks like the they've, been her, they've been picking her up, and uh, Shoko does the Eddie slingshot senton, which is extremely impressive considering that she's barely taller than the ropes. <laughs> so the her fact that she can get yeah, the fact that she can get that much height on the slingshot is very very impressive. Shoko, so Nodoka's power moves are always impressive too. Yeah, she's really good with it. Yeah, and Shoko wins with her uh, top rope cannonball senton. Looks brutal because that's just kills you. Kills she's, you. She's really. so compact that it looks hard. If if you had to choose a building to fall on your big kaiju, I would choose a building. Really. Yeah. <laughs> At least I know I'll get up from that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Next up, another special singles match. Rika Tatsumi versus Yuki Rai. 
This match went 13 minutes and 54 seconds. Super close to the 15-minute time limit draw that was set for this match. I would say breakout performance for Rai. Mm -hmm. She could hang with Rika like it was nothing. Um, it was some points you said. It was really close. I I wasn't sure if Rika was gonna win. I I thought that Yuki Rai had her at some at some point. I didn't expect Yuki was... to win, but the the draw would have done good for her too. Yeah, but, but even even this loss yeah. didn't hurt her at all. You know, because no. if you're booked. It made her if look, surprise, but, surprise. Rika made her look good. Yeah, a surprise. You know, but if you like uh, going tie to tie with the previous champion, you know you're good. You know, you're you're good. You're in good shape. There is an, yeah. a a pre tape at the beginning uh, about Rika talks about how wrestling changed her life, and uh, her rivalry with Masao even brings up how she inspired Susan May to become a wrestler. So all you people that voted for the B need to put some respect on the dragon's name. Yeah, I wrote it for the dragon, you know? Me too. High five. It, now, <laughs> you know how when you are like, of course, we, we're the men of culture. Now, instead of, you know, how if you want to know how people are like, you, know, you you ask them to for what party they voted for or something, we're going to ask them for who they voted for the, the person in the, in the battle royale. Yeah. The battle royale voting. If the answer is wrong, I'll block you on Twitter. Don't talk to me ever again. He means it too. He's at, he he has that uh, Twitter finger ready. I already done, I already done that. I'm warning you. All right. Uh, getting back to the match. Everything Rika does is uh, silky smooth. I've never seen yeah, her like look scuffed at all. Also, her, her until, until she's choking people. <laughs> oh yeah, then she's just having fun. Like uh, in the match we'll get to later. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love her modified Muda lock kind of thing. It's like the Indian Deathlock, it, it's not quite like the just like the straight uh bridge back, uh choke, just kind of like sideways on it, which I I like because then she kind of gets like a cross face on it. It looks really nasty. I like it a lot. Yeah, it looks very painful. Uh, and and then uh, Arai starts firing it back with mafia kicks. And her axe kick is like yeah, here's the think of off. beauty. Yeah, axe kicks are off the top rope. Which honestly, it's it's funny because like I like I told telling it you hurts earlier, you more yeah than the person who we are hitting. Which I was telling you earlier, which uh you know Arise team is very tall because everybody else in TJPW is short as fuck. Yeah, but honestly, Reek is only like according to the the heights they have listed, Reek is only one centimeter shorter. That's barely anything. So yeah. I mean, when when you look at them in the ring, they're around the same heights you yeah. don't really see the difference yeah i think uh might be i think there might be a little bit more of a difference than that they have listed because the rye is a little bit taller Maybe. Uh, yeah right then yeah right hits the mafia kicks hits her with the axe kick but rika's is too much for her to handle the rye gets her revenge slap Uh, Rai gets to show off her fire, and then Rika, Rika taps her out with the figure four after locking in numerous times. Once around the ring, uh, the ring post too, which is kind of brutal. Oh yeah, she always she always does it soon, actually. And and like, uh, did she also do the drop kick before? She yeah, she did the rope hung, the knee drop kick. She did it on the ring post. Ah uh, yeah, because like she likes to do it, and when she does it, it 
Ouch. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite drop kicks she's I've seen her do was uh and back if you go back to the first episode when I was talking about her tag team uh Princess tag team run with um Miyu was uh mm-hmm. it wasn't even like a plan thing, like uh Miyu sidestepped some it was uh Mirai. She sidestepped mm-hmm. Mirai and her she got like her head stuck between the ropes, and all you see is Rika come in and drop kick her face. Oh god. Like there was no it wasn't like a like a planned tag team. It was just Rika's like, all right, my time. <laughs> <laughs> my time to shine. She sees the she sees the opportunity. She you saw die. a face, and she saw a face, and on, on the apron, ready to drop kick. <laughs> no thinking, you know, just instinctive reaction. And she throws her hands up, and cheers, with her very yeah, distinct su- voice that she has. Super pleased of herself. Also, Susan May cheering on Rika was extremely wholesome. You know, they do like the spots where they slam on the the apron mm-hmm. to, oh, to of course. Like, fire them up. It was, they, uh, they I think get... it was one of the submissions, and you just see Susan May cheering on Rika. Always love to see it. I just did a match so much, you know? Mm-hmm. It'd be, I, I think I would like to see them more and like uh, tag more. That'd be nice little uh, side story for TJPW to do. It would be very beneficial for Susan May, definitely. Oh, she can learn a lot from Rika. A lot of people in that roster can. Uh, Araya is a fighter, but Rika is a winner. Of course. Uh, next up, I wrote like a paragraph for this match. Uh, <laughs> this match, this show took place on Thanksgiving for me. So I'm at work and I woke up. I couldn't watch it because it was early ass in the morning. So when I got back home, I I messaged, uh, messaged my good pal over here, Storm, on Discord, which normally I don't do. No, not, not at all. Normally we talk on Twitter. And he was kind of confused about why I was on Discord, and I told I'm avoiding, I'm avoiding, I'm avoiding Twitter like it's the plague because I don't want to be spoiled when for this match. And then you're like, oh, I can't go early, and then yeah. as yeah. soon as as you get, you watch the show. I, I couldn't get to my computer fast enough. <laughs> International sure. Princess title match: Hikari Noah defending her title against Mia Watanabe. This match was honestly really short. It's only 11 minutes. Uh, no, when I'm looking at it, it's, it's like shorter than two singles matches before it. So I don't know what's going on. But the match was great nonetheless. That's Pre-take. And, my heart. And I need to praise you for man- managing to avoid spoilers. You did a great job. Oh, trust me. Like, I got a but Like, my, my thing was filled with Twitter notifications, my phone. And I was like, don't it click on it. I don't want to click on anything on accident. <laughs> I told you how it was for me with Naito and Evil. I wasn't so lucky. Mm-hmm. So you got to avoid the poison. So we yeah, just, man. We got the pre-tape. My heart I had a ton of investment in this match. I avoided Twitter the oh. whole day, as we alluded to. Miu eats the camera. Oh, God. She she eats it and goes back. And I, I, I thought she was going to go forward again. It was, it was, it was an experience. It's, it's like... When you watch the show, it feels like you know when you're like in an aquarium, and then like the fish comes towards you. It's, it's it feels like that. Is that it's how, very. It was a transcendent experience. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, L O V E, where my motherfucking gang at. And then after that, Hikari Noah is but is cooler than your favorite wrestler. There's no there's no debate there. Uh, chain wrestling standoff, much like uh, the FMW match we talked about earlier. 
even matchup early on. Uh, Hikari then turns on the drop pick spam. Best part about every match. Even uh, Chris Brooks got hype. I love when Brooks got disappointed when she finishes the the drop kick spam. He's like, oh, but she knows to do more. Oh, speaking of Chris Brooks, real quick before we forget, um, when uh, Now's theme hit, he stopped talking. He was in mid sentence and he just, oh, and he just stopped to listen to the song. Man knows. And then Aki was like, what happened, Chris? And he's like, I don't know, I just really like this song. <laughs> Man of the culture. Yeah. And then Miu uh, fires back with shoulder tackles. Backbreaker. Uh, Miu counters the Cobra Twist with a hip toss, which is pretty sweet. It's like a judo style hip toss she hit her with. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Miu being tenacious locks it right back in. Uh, brings her, uh, wears her down all the way down to the ground, which was an amazing visual. But if you see uh, Hikari branching it back, her face, you know, the, the their, their facials were what made that part. Miu powers her up from a mountain position into a giant swing, which is crazy. The way she, crazy the, fast. The way she, uh, she's been getting into these giant swings lately. She's been switching it up a lot. Yeah, I really don't know how to predict it. You know, it's just she's finding new ways cool. to do it every time, and she's strong enough to like catch them and do things like that. Like, what was it? Uh, uh, Wrestle Princess. Was it? Did she go for a code breaker, Mocha? Mm. Or like some sort of knee attack, right? And she caught her. Yeah, yeah, she caught her and basically grabbed her, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a forearm flurry, overhand chop, and dropkick clash. If you've ever played an anime fighting game, like have that clash system, that's basically what that was. Mew goes for the Canadian backbreaker. Noah fights out of it. Mew annihilates it with a huge baseball chop, which I. Learned the name of it finally. It's called the fastball. Fastball, okay. That's, that's what she calls her chop. Which, when I look at it, yeah, it makes sense. She's throwing a fastball when you look at it. A nice callback to their debut match, uh, where Ikari tapped out to the Canadian, the Argentine backbreaker. Argentina, yeah, she tapped out to that in their first match. Also, the 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 callback to the roll up that. Uh... Hikari does mm -hmm. that she beat the uh, uh, Mio with the rolling that was before the break, I think. Okay, so remember when I was asking you the, a few episodes ago about her move names and like what, what is what? So I figured them out mm -hmm. finally. Yeah, the Cobra Twist is the abdominal stretch thing. Okay, so that's the that's the Cobra Twist. Rolling Death okay. Cradle is the rolling death cradle. You, you know, pretty obvious. You'll see when you, when you see it, you'll know it. And the blue okay. racer is the uh the last supper that the uh Darby Allen pin. That's okay, that's okay. the blue racer. So okay. now I know everything. I'm powerful. You know everything. You definitely are. I'm so proud of you. Uh Hikari's execution of the super kick has gotten very, very clean. I like how after she hits it, she always goes forward. It's <laughs> so funny. She's so damn small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. momentum. Um, she hits a cool one too. She had it like um, like you um. You were talking earlier off off camera about the uh, the Noah match where he you know he kicks the you said like he uh kicks him in the midsection on the ropes. Mm -hmm. She had it like that 
like laying across the the top rope on um, both sides of the ropes, and she like does a thrust kick to the her midsection, which you don't see that often. Normally, it's like a knee or like a kick, like a running up kick. Yeah, yeah. No, it's straight this thrust kick to uh, Mia's midsection. Uh, but it works. It's effective. Well, it definitely worked. Mew gets a Canadian backbreaker. Isn't enough. Only a two count. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the 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 thrust kick spot was right now. So she hits the thrust kick to the midsection. Uh, Avalanche Blizzard suplex. Oh, my God. That, that spot was insane. Like mm-hmm. We know that sucked. It was like, are, are they going to actually do it? And then when they hit it, you're like, oh my god, they're ring shook. Oh, what what match was it? Um, Oh, it was the main event of uh, Tokyo Super Wars that had something like that in it. We'll get to that later. You sorry? You sorry? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't want to kill myself after that one. <laughs> I think um, happened. Let's move on. Uh, Mulligan. Uh, Hikari super kicks Miyu into oblivion and it hits like the most snappy blizzard suplex I've ever seen. Bridges. One, two, three. V4. Hikari is now the record holder for most defenses in the International Princess Championship's short history with four. Which, honestly, I if I had to put my money on it, I think she was going to get to this time. I thought Miyu was going to take this. I honestly thought the same. I was like, where are you? I was so surprised I jumped out of my chair. It was a uh, definitely a surprise win, but not not one I'm I will ever complain about. Uh, kind of a little disappointed later on with the the booking here, but yeah, Kari wins, retains, fantastic. Now was the record for she not the longest reign yet. She just has most defenses. Thunder Rosa um, has the longest how- reign. Because how long does she need to have the rain to, to beat it? Well, I won't count really uh Rosa's rain because it happened during the pandemic, so she didn't defend it once after she beat Maki. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll, I'll count uh Camille's rain. Okay, that's fair. So let's see. Well, let's see if she'll even get close to uh Rosa's rain. Let's see, titles, international princess champion. Right now she's at two hundred and seventeen days. And Rosa is I don't so it's like two months, right? No, she held it for like a lot. <laughs> Hold on, let me see. Um the Rosa, Oh she's getting she's she's close. She's two hundred and seventy six days. It's like two months. Uh you, you can do it. She can do you it. Can do it. <laughs> All you gotta do is beat Maki. <laughs> and it's not very hard. Spoilers. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, yes. But Yuki's Yuki's reign was 178 days. Who did she defend against? So she she beat Mikari for the title in the tournament. She defended against Kiryu, Mayumi, and K- Kakuda. Kakuda. Those are you know those are some good defenses right there. Mirai, Kakuda, Kiryu. Not too shabby. Um, that was actually, uh, that was actually my first ECPW, um, uh, uh, like big show that I watched. Well, wrestle uh, still incomplete. Oh, still incomplete. Uh, I was like, like, like Re- Wrestle Prince. 
No, it's no, still no, no. Still incomplete, yeah. <laughs> that was still incomplete. Oh, man. Speaking of this show, <laughs> this show had a lot of good stuff on it. So we should go back to the main event, which is funny because international title captured the attention of us so much that we completely didn't care about too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My notes for the, the main event are very small. <laughs> I don't remember most of it. Main event like, time. Fun, Magical Sugar Rabbits, Mizuki, and Yuka Sakazagi defending their Princess Tag Team Championships against 1-2 million of Maki Ito and Miyu Yamashita. This match lasted two, 24 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, I didn't write a lot about this match, but this match definitely felt like a love letter to TJPW. Yeah. If you wanted, like, If you wanted to see what the embodiment of this promotion was, watch this match. Pretty much there's all to say about them, honestly. Yeah. Just a really fun match. With, it's with literally like four of the most important people in this company. Uh, Miyu Yamashita, the ace since forever. Mizuki put Rika, please. Well, Rika is the fourth pillar. Mizuki is this important, just like Maki. Maki's not one of the pillars. Yeah. Like, it's it's the four pillars like Miyu, Miyu Yamashita, Yukasakazaki, uh, Shokunakajima, Shoko. And Rika. Rika Tatsumi. And then I honestly I would count uh Mizuki and Maki in there too as honorable mentions because they're just as important to this place as those four are. Well all of them under uh Hikari and Raku, just saying. Definitely. Um they rest uh not much honestly there isn't not much to say about this because we literally reviewed this same matchup in our last review. They wrestled the last show. This in a six man instead of a straight up tag. Yeah, so, this oh, like yeah, I won't repeat myself too much here. It's just a really fun match with, yeah. with fun spots. You you kind of know what to expect from them if you've seen them wrestle as as tag teams. Is but like I don't really know what to say much about. It's just a really really fun match and this surprising I have to say. surprising outcome here though. Yeah, yeah, def- I, I'm not surprised by the. Outcome because I kind of figured they would do something like this. I meant more so like who got the pin and on who. Oh yeah, yeah. that yeah, so, that yeah. Mizuki pins the Princess of Princess champion Miyu Yamashita clean with the Kitty special. One, two, three in the middle of the ring. Mizuki so, then challenges Michan with their little cute anime voice. Yeah, Michan for the belt at the one point four Kurkin show. So that's all set up and ready to go. Uh, kind of. Uh, you know, musically he has no really no real momentum. Like the main focus of Magic Rabbit right now has been Yuka. So, you know, she's kind of coming in cold. But who else do they have that's built up besides Hikari? And Hikari still has the international belt. Which, if she would have lost, I would have hot shouted her right into this. So that's so that's the build. Yes, the build basically is just the build to this match is. Mizuki has beaten uh, me multiple times. I think twice in the both of both of her runs through the uh, Princess Cup, she's beaten her, right? Mm. She has a few. Uh, like she's won like literally like it's only I'm trying to remember people. it now. Wait, wait, There's I'm only a handful of people that have beaten me clean yeah. by themselves in a match. In the in the in the yeah, she defeated her. Yeah, yeah, you she, remember well. Mizuki's beaten her. Saki Sama, Yuka. 
and Shoko or like the only four people I can think that have beaten uh, Miyu clean besides Chris Brooks, but that doesn't count. <laughs> that, was, that was somewhere else. Even Rika hasn't beaten her yet. Yet. Still, still mad about that, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, she challenges her for that. And they can go a few different ways with this, honestly. The Mizuki wins. If Mizuki wins. Rematch with Yuka at Wrestle Princess yeah, 3. I, I will I will save that match for Wrestle Princess. I will give her yeah. I'll give her that reign. But you can pivot right into uh Maki Ito. Maki who was the last person to beat Mizuki in a, sing, a big singles match? You got a point. It was Maki. Yeah, it was so Maki I in the see, tournament. I can see uh, like, Mizuki, Mizuki Wonder it went back. It was a semi. Semi. Okay. Shoko was I, the I mix it up. Yeah, I mix it up because it was like... Yeah, they were in the same block. Same, yeah, yeah. I mix it up, yeah. I know it was like one of them. Yeah, so we can pivot right into that. Uh, She's beaten Miyu already, so we don't need to see that match again. No. We, we can get some fresh matchups. We, I don't think I've ever seen her and you, Rika in a singles. Um, let me let me check if that happened. Honestly, I think my mic was to the side, so that my part might be very low. Excuse me. Yeah, my mic fell over a little bit. Uh, I, I don't see that match happen. Even even someone mentioned it on Reddit that they yeah. want to see it. If if anybody listening to this knows if that match has happened, please let us know and uh, send me a link to the show so I can watch. People say it never happened. People say it never happened. So, ooh, what about yeah. what about Shoko? Did she wrestle Shoko? Mm. She had to wrestle Shoko, see. I think. At some point, for sure. Let me see. Um, that was happened in 2019, and let me see if they had any other matches. They had three matches, 17, 19, twice. Oh, oh so it's been a few years. They had years. one in 2020. Oh, so it's been a few years since they wrestled then. Yeah, they had they had quite a few matches. So yeah, music could bring some freshness to the main event scene, and honestly. I think it's time for me to take some time off of TJPW and go do some freelance work or just take some time off in general. Because as like like I say, like pretty much every other episode, Miu is amazing. Why wouldn't you want her as your champion? Why would you want her to represent your, your company? But it's time. We need some new faces. We need some new matchups. Like let her go freelance like Maya's doing. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we can let her let her go to like ice ribbon or something. You know, let her go around. Let her, uh, was it uh, absence makes the uh, heart grow fonder? Um, I I need I need I need to actually see precisely. So, yeah, uh, I think it's time to uh. Don't don't you don't have to kick her out of the main event scene, but. You know, have her take time off of it. Yeah, because I like, like a lot of things is like, stuff. yeah, she she is a draw. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. People go to shows just to see me wrestle. I'm more dispute that fact, but what I will say is, you know, if you're worried about money making and goods and merch sales, 
I will tell you this. There's one person on the roster who sells out every single time. It's Akari Noah. Every time they yeah. sell checkies, any sort of merch, everything sells out. Everything uh, Noah related sells out. So you have a draw you there. had a solo, solo stuff a few days ago. Yeah, and none, none of the other Up Up girls have their own solo merch like that. They have shirts, but not like that. So you do have a draw there waiting to happen. And sure, she yeah. may not be like the greatest in ring right now. She might be she might be the the best wrestler on the roster, but she is over as all hell. It's it's time to strap the rocket to Hikari Noah. Let her let her go. Yes. And uh speaking yep. of which, uh speaking of Hikari, we had the uh on the next show we had the International Princess the championship number one contender battle royal. Try saying that three times fast. Take that, Suzume fans. <laughs> Everybody voted for the B, but it, yeah. it in fact was not the B that won. So this match consisted of. See if I can do this off off the top of my head. It was Suzume, Naruka Tenma, Maki Ito, Yuki Arai, Rika Tatsumi, Shoko Nakajima, Hyper Masao. Was it was Arai in it? Yeah, I said Arai. Okay, so Arai okay. was in it. Uh, um, we're missing someone. Was it seven uh, or eight people? I think it was eight. Who were the last two? Uh, so do, wait. Do, 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 do. Uh, now? Now. There we go. Now Kakuda. Takuda. It's, it's going to take me a while to get used to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Did I get everybody? I think you went. You mentioned like I, I mentioned Arai. You mentioned Arai. It's so yeah. That's that. That's everyone. The seven people. No, eight. We mentioned eight. Aki, Hyper, Sao, Noroka, Rika, Shoko, Now, to be and Arai. That's eight. Okay. Okay, we got all that. And the funny thing is, the winner was like the eight one in the votes. Maki wasn't even. The yeah. popular choice. She got like the second least votes. Yeah. Least amount of votes. So yeah, Maki Ito wins. Which surprising. Surprising and a little bit frustrating in a way, because I have no problem with uh, Maki Ito. She I mean her momentum isn't as strong as it was going into Wrestle Princess. But which is fair. Its logical choice was, yeah, you know, put the battle on her, but Honestly, she would have probably lost the belt right away anyways. It's just her character. She's a loser. She's a good loser at that. And there's nothing against her. It's just how she's built. Uh, but she has definitely improved exponentially. So as I don't really want to see a repeat champion right now. Because if they do that and me retains against Bizuki, nothing's changed in CHBW. We're going right back to 2019, baby. <laughs> the bouts will be on Magi Rabbi. Me use the big champ. International Princess Champion is repeat. So and it's Maki Ito. So you know, no one's no one new is has a belt. It's time for some fresh blood. And sadly enough, I was gonna be like, if you want to get the belts off of Magi Rabbi, you can have it be that like Mizuki is distracted and only focused on Miyu. So she gets rolled up by like Artie Shuzu. 
Like they get the belts. And then if you want to pivot, you can pivot straight to Bakuretsu Sisters, which unfortunately we can't do anymore. Unless they want I, to give them one, one, one more reign. I know what team. What team? Don't 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 say Niyabishiku. Why? <laughs> Where's the maid? Why? <laughs> There's no maid. He's gonna find a Yumbei. The one that doesn't drop the plate. Is it gonna be Dino? I wouldn't mind. She Who, can who's the new maid? She can brainwash anyone. Oh yeah, I had a where I was telling oh, you about that. Uh, what, the, what, the, what they could do with uh Arai. They could have her test herself because she's already gonna go against two of the four pillars. Have her lose to all four, and then have Saki Sama come in and then pick her up as her maid. Because that's what uh people go to her for to get stronger. And what does Yuki Arai want to do? That, that, that's going to be the tallest Neo Bishkikun. They're all a combined height of taller than you. That should be able to build <laughs> as. Even, even Megazord isn't effective. Not even the slightest. So yeah, we, there's a plenty of things that TJ, TJPW could do. Though there's just a couple of my ideas. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out on the future. Uh, Grand Princess is in March, right? 322, uh, I believe. I I think so. I'm so lost with that show. I just know it's it's happening. <laughs> it's next somewhere year, next so month, yeah. February or March. I don't yeah, know when. I believe it's, it's, I believe it's March 22nd. Yeah, so somewhere that it, I just saw the announcement and I completely forgot, you know, because there is like their fourth of uh January show, and I was just that's too far to think about. We think uh, I was like, oh, who do you think Madrid was gonna go against? They're not. They're not gonna defend the belts because Mizuki's in the main event. Take the belts off them. Yeah, Saki-sama, come belts. save us. Yes, please. I told you. I told you it shouldn't have happened. It was a bad decision. Yeah, did, if if this is the case and uh, <laughs> Saki-sama just gets them right back, what was the point? Yeah. I mean, it was the point to give uh, Mizuki a reason to, yeah. to pin a champion. Give her something. Yeah, to give her something. Not worth it. So, we'll see what TGBW decides to do. Also, bring in some more freelancers, please. Like Ram again, please. That'd be awesome. Get Venny in here. Have Venny go on a tear. Oh, what what about Venny joining uh, Neo Bishkeeper? That'd be tight. They have She already fits that kind of personality. But yeah, she'd have to like be less eccentric. You know what I mean? Like she'd have to be like tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, where where he's chill. Like. No, no ass shaking. Just yeah, the seriousness. Maybe tag team champions Camille or Lenny, or we could get an all black Riho again. Oh, now we're talking. Oh, you, oh yeah, Venny, you could have him too. Yeah, that'd be a good one. They were a fun. I can't believe team. them losing to Venny. Venny is ridiculous. A nice push for Camille too. Hell yeah, dude! She's two belts down, one to go. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right, and that was TJPW All Rise from uh, the twenty fifth of November, twenty twenty one. All right, let's get on to the semi main of this show, which was Stardom Tokyo Super Wars, or as they dub it, Tokyo Super Women's Wars, which was on November twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. You have something to say, Storm? Um, I'm just surprised by the good attendance that the show had. I remember it was like pretty 
well filled. I feel like eleven hundred and nineteen people. Yeah, really surprising. It was on Samurai TV. Of course, like every pay per view, but good job for Stardom. They're selling out crazy. They're climbing up to being like the second biggest Japanese promotion. That's insane. They've been there you, for a you while. You wouldn't be able to say that like a year ago. No. What was it? Dragon Gate for a while, right? Uh, no, I would say. Like Dragon Gate is, is growing definitely. I would say Noah was there. Now I feel like Stardom is. Stardom's definitely been there for this year at least. Definitely. All right. Match one. Future Stardom title match. Three way. Raka defends against Mai Sakurai and Waka Tsukiyama. Match was under five minutes. Not much to talk about here. Put the belt on Lady C already. Yes, please. The main point of this Dude. match was the uh, mir- mysterious masked figure coming out again. And uh, Waka being bullied. Very much bullied. Match. Uh, my soccer. Uh, last episode, I said that she did a uh, sit out face buster suplex. No, it's actually a sit out brain buster, which is kind of brutal. Give her longer matches so she can utilize them a little better, please. Let's see, let's test this cardio on these girls. So, yeah, uh, yes. after Ruaka retains with the big splash, the uh, mysterious Momo figure comes out. Uh, a lot of people are still speculating that it is Mirai Marayumi, formerly of TJPW, which, you know, there's a few ways that we can go about this, which it could be because it has the curly hair, which people have pointed out underneath the mask. They saw curly hair in. Mirai has curly hair, but also it could just be her playing the character, throwing people off, giving them a different silhouette to look at. Um, I also thought maybe you know it, they could just be playing the obvious here, and it could be one of the two Momos from Actress Girls, Momo in a Momo mask, catch my drift. Yeah, it could be either Momo Tani or Momo Kogo. My money would be on Momo Kogo. Really, still, we're nowhere near closer to the answer, so I guess we'll just gotta wait to see how it plays out. I've seen people I saying did, it's, it's, think, uh, sorry, do you think they'll do it at the end of the year, the 12, the 1229 show? Um, uh, maybe the big show, yeah, the, the that, that one or the big show next year. Mm, maybe they'll do it at Corkin at 1.4, yeah, like, uh, but I also wait, are they, the, be... are they running at Corrigan? Or is TJPW Renee at Corrigan? I'm not 4. sure because I know they were like running this like really big show. It was like, uh, was it like Ryo Goku or what? what yeah, they're doing Ryo Goku. I think that's the last show. I think that's the 1229 show, isn't it? Oh, that's that's, that's the one. Okay, so yeah. I guess it's there. Make yeah. no sense, but so people. Because there's no like. It's... Sorry, go ahead. So people also say it could be Kyrie because she changed her Twitter handle, but would, would you put Kyrie no, you don't... attacking jobbers? Yeah, why would you have her attacking rookies? Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, Also so, being a heel. That'd be dumb. Have her come in and lead the Space Pirates from Acris Girls. Please, Rossi, throw the yeah. money. <laughs> so what did you want to say? Uh, shit, what, what was our train of thought going? <laughs> we were talking about Tarina. And that's it. That okay. 29th is in Rio Goku. Oh, yeah. They could debut at either that or uh, the 1.4 show. 
which honestly uh, the uh oh I, I, what i was getting at was like there's no really like rhyme or reason to this it just kind of happened one time so yeah we'll, we'll see where this goes uh moving on straight into the tag match uh queen's quest momo Oz, azumi and momo watanabe or watanabe excuse me uh versus <laughs> lady c and yunagi sayaka nine minutes 36 seconds uh, not much to talk about here. Uh, Momo Oz rules. Lady C rules. Lady C does. Yunagi rule. forgot the sword. Yunagi forgot her sword, but she's still cool as fuck. Yeah, agreed. So good match, great work. Uh, Lady C eats the pin off the who pinned her? Mo- uh, uh, I me, to, right? I need to, I, yeah, I need to talk about so Momo hits a move, and instead of you know pulling Lady C so the Azumi can do her. The double foot stomp, mm-hmm. she pulls Lady C to the half of the range. So Momo has to jump to the half, like, you know, over half of the ring. Oh, yeah. Barely Izumi, has, the foot Izumi has to do some RVD shit to clear the ring. Because it's not like, I'm like, Momo, are you trying to kill her? Like, you could have pushed her. No, no, no. She put her in the half of the ring, and then Azumi needs You're to travel. You're going to take this the... spot. That was <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, yeah, she's trying to break Azumi's legs or whatever, and like she barely hit it. Mm-hmm. And it's like slid on her because... too. It wasn't even clean. I don't know. Azumi what, barely what cleared can it. You do? It's like a double foot stomp. You cannot well, hit that. Thankfully, Lady C is tall, so there's more yeah. <laughs> more clearance for her to go to. Well, that's no fun. No, no care from Momo whatsoever. Mm-mm, Momo is vicious right now. She has one track mind that is destroy Starlight Kid. Yep. Yeah, but um. Lady C had Yunaki's face paint, which was cool. The best thing about the match. Yep, definitely had a strut going too. Um, next up, six man tag stars Hanan, Hazuki, and Mayu Itani defeat Awadotai, Death, Rina, and Saki Kashima. Um, mm. I don't remember who won this match. Uh, stars, and I remember because Mayu had a Mayu moment. Uh, Neck bump. Oh my god, you know the drop kick when they when Mayu ran and they pushed her and then she bounced and then hit her head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that was that was kind of funny. Rubber, so, rubber band woman. Yeah. So Mayu fucked up in the end and um when she was saying I think she like said that something I don't know, Japanese or like instead of saying stars, she said stardom. <laughs> and then, oh like, yeah. I, Hazuki immediately is like, oh my god. <laughs> and then Truck goes to, to fix it. And like, Mayu looks at her and then realizes, oh fuck, and I fucked it up. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, real quick about the uh, the Queen's Quest match. Uh, Momo Oz hit a 3D. I forgot. That was awesome. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting yeah, for you to mention <laughs> I, I was like, wait, I had something to say here. It hit a 3D. And it wasn't scuffed like the one she hit with uh, Jungle. It was actually clean. So fuck yeah, 3D. Alright, back to the match. Big deal, yeah. This match was just okay. Nothing wow, just Mayu dying at one spot. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun so who, stuff. Nothing. Who got the pin here? Uh, I think it was uh, Hazuki. Hazuki. If I remember correctly. She pinned um, Rina, right? I think so. I, I, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was that because Hazuki and Rina have a beef over the lipstick. lipstick. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Let's see where that Big goes. Stuff. Big title match coming. Um, next up, Wonder 
uh, Wonder Stardom Championship number one contender match. Uh, three way Saya Kamitani against uh, Natsupoi and Himika. Seven minutes, 52 seconds. Short, short sprint here, honestly. Just go, go, go. Yet, yet everyone had more than enough time to look good and do their stuff. Himika, you don't feel like seven Himika minutes. Himika chose violence at the very beginning and just starts pummeling Natsupoi. They were like, yeah, having a cut fight on the floor, rolling, yeah, straight rolling. up, just punching each other in the face. Yeah, they had some, they had some animosity to get out. And then, and then Saya <laughs> just chilling on the side. She tries to roll up uh, Hemek. That's <laughs> how so she breaks it up. Yeah. Uh, Saya hit a standing uh, corkscrew senton, which is crazy. Calls me on guard, not gonna lie. Crazy. Natsupoi not did that one move that makes no sense, right? I don't know how to explain it. Like, she's on the shoulders and then. It's like the like, like electric chair twice. position and like she rolls around and kind of like some Rey Mysterio shit. <laughs> yeah, but on steroids. And uh, short hair. Yeah. Poi. I don't know how to... Like, that's, you, like, that's, the only way, that's the only way to describe it is poi poi. Poi. <laughs> and we don't care about Saya winning. All what we care about is that we have him a poi again. That, that, that's the main... Like, Wait a sec, I care about Sayakabatani winning. <laughs> Sayabusa, baby. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna win the belt and make it green. But team of play. What did she she won with the roll up, right? Mm, or was it the yeah. she didn't hit the Phoenix Splash or the Star Crusher? No, 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 no. It, it was it was a roll up. Yeah, it was a roll up she won with. Okay. It's good back. Uh Himepoi kind of mended a little bit, but they're still at each other's throats a little bit. Um I think they're gonna have a big singles match coming up because Natsupoi's uh Himika's trying to squash it, but uh Natsupoi's still like, no, you're still still like Lambasnir over her uh motivation kind of thing. Let me have my moment, damn it. No. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> we need the blow up. Yeah. All right. Next up, high speed title match. Um I was kind of distracted during the three week the first time, but then I turned over to my screen and uh this match grabbed me right away, pulled me right back into the show. Starlight Kid defeats Koguma in 8 minutes, 32 seconds. What a match. Very good. My favorite spot is in the beginning of the match. They do a sequence, and as they get out of the sequence, both they do Koguma stuff, you know, immediately. Yeah, immediately. Kid has... yeah immediate... Starlight Kid had it up before she did. Yeah. She knew. <laughs> yeah, this match is great. Uh, Koguma has the cutter. Yeah, oh, yeah, Koguma cutter. Um, Starlight Kid's pretty good at this wrestling stuff, isn't she? Just, really, like, this match is just a hunch so that she's pretty good at this stuff, man. Yeah. Really, really fun match. They work really well. Uh, good chemistry. Yeah. High speed is definitely the best way to describe this. Um, or also, like, the outside with reversals. It was really reversals. fun. Uh, what was it? Ooh, it was uh it was Takeshita earlier. Uh sorry uh, going off topic real quick. Uh, in that in the, the Dio match, he did a cool spot where he slid slid into the ring and then went straight straight into a Frankensteiner, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That was like right after the the one that Yuano did, then he just came back and yeah. That was tight. Um yeah, uh, Starlight Kid wins with the fireman carry roll up. Eight minutes thirty three seconds. Uh AZM. Azumi comes out to challenge Starlight Kid at the next show, the 12-9 show. 
for the uh, high speed belt. Go ahead, sorry. I bang. That's that's all I want to see. Oh, it's gonna bang. Um, and then Koguma comes in and directs yourself into the match. So now it's a three way, high speed yeah. baby. Um, I think this is gonna be how they get the belt off Starlight Kid because she's not gonna lose it. Someone's gonna pin the other one. Yeah, I put the belt back Easy. on Azumi ASAP. No one will mind. Yeah, Starlight Kid need uh, she's too big for the belt right now. Get that belt off of her. It's gonna, all she's gonna do is wrestle the the clown <laughs> for <laughs> six months. All right, next up, uh, SWA Undisputed Women's World Championship and Five Star Grand Prix contract UWF rules match Sherry against Konami. Thirteen minutes six seconds. Braids Konami. Braids Konami. Shooter pants Konami. She came out with the shooter shorts. Yeah. Um. This is my match of the night, honestly. Great match. Um, a lot better than I thought it was going to be because I've seen some uh, UWF rules matches that suck ass. But uh, yeah, when you have an actual fighter in the match both. and someone who was trained by the actual fighter, they can make it look good. It was really good. It, yeah. it felt it felt serious. They mm-hmm. had that intensity. It felt very realistic. It just and then it had, it had really good kicks. Konami nearly died during one spot. The the and... one thing about this match in particular is like, yeah, the rule set is kind of like not everybody's cup of tea. And I also saw a lot of people that were uh like that don't understand like how people want to see like fake MMA. Maybe they, you know, and the way the only thing I can think of is like people that like this kind of rule set is maybe it's because um maybe they like the idea of MMA, but they don't want to see people actually getting hurt. And yeah, maybe, like they maybe don't want to see like the actual contact. It's like I need a bit too violent. The sport of it, people. Yeah, but go on. Sorry, maybe just a tiny bit too violent for some people, you know. Yeah. So yeah, because you don't really watch Joshi for physicality. I oh, would say. Yeah, but these girls are stiff as fuck. Yeah, yeah of course. So um, as this match went on, uh. Sherry got off to like a two point lead. It's five points, right? Uh, yeah, five points. Yeah. One one goes down for a roll break or a knockdown. Yeah, so, uh, she got jumped out to like a three a five three lead, and then Konami ranked it to, was it, three one? Like three she, one yeah. Like she went straight through all her points, getting rope breaks, knockdowns. But when they got to the kicking exchange, as you could tell who the who the actual fighter was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I don't know if it was planned or just Konami couldn't get it up that high. But uh, Sherry was kicking her in the chest, right, and like literally lifting mm-hmm. her off her feet. And you can you can see it too, like Konami's soul leaving your body every kick. And then when she would kick, uh, Sherry Sherry kind of like ate it with her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like her instinct decided to block the kick because she, she was trying to like kick her in the chest, but she couldn't quite get her leg up all the way for some reason. No, it, it was good. Yeah. It did, still looked good. It still looked good, but like you could tell who the real fighter was. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> Shiri, that was pretty Shiri cool kicked the, match. the dog shit out of Konami in this match. Yeah, Sherry wins by KO. Great match. Uh, it meant a lot to them. They had an embrace at the, at the end. I'm glad they got to do it before Konami took her Please, hiatus. Yeah. 
Next up, a match that is also very dev- uh, divisive, much like the uh, first match we talked about today, the Noah the Best main event, the 60-minute time limit draw. This is the Wonder Stardom title match of Tom Nakano defending against Mina Shirakawa. So we had um, Dark Sundare Mina come out. This match is uh, very weird. Starts off very, very odd. It picks up later on, but halfway through it starts to pick up. Mina starts uh, getting off actual offense in. Tom is no selling it, uh, much like she did against Unagi, which kind of eh, doesn't make the match go too well. You're not making Mina look that great. There was a spot where Mina stopped herself from slapping Tom, which it was either very emotional for you or why. Most of us said yeah. why. But yeah, uh, Mina kills her with a lot of... What is not even uh, this straight up implants, right? Not even tornadoes. No, straight implants. Yeah, no, no tornado. Yeah, and then um, there were like there was one when in the beginning where Tam is on the top rope. Then there is one of the apron, and there is one when Mina is on the second rope. Gotcha. And uh, no screwdriver in this match, so minus five stars. No, no, it had one. Did it? Yeah, it was screwdriver combo. Uh, that was the only good part. With a screwdriver than a finisher. Oh yeah, she hit the twilight. Drink. How could you forget? Um, you can tell how much I was paying attention to the end of this match. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame you. I, I hated it. It kind of lost was... me, dude. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I don't, I don't understand the point. So, like, if someone tells me, like, oh, Pam is facing her stablemates to elevate them. How the fuck do you elevate by not selling shit from your stablemates? She just made them look weak. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not helping she them. She didn't give Yunagi much either, but Yagi is a, a little bit better right now in ring than Mina is. Mina definitely has more charisma. She is a superstar waiting to have him. I mean, she has a sword, so mm-hmm. oh, I wouldn't fuck with that. Yunagi is cool. I, breathe with the eel. Yeah, breathe with the eel. I, I honestly hated this match. I found the structure terrible. And that's fair. I found it, this match is weird. Yeah, I found like the story that they were trying to tell didn't work. Uh, with the moves they were doing and the emotional twist with the slap was so badly put it was very forced that it just made no sense with Mina's character especially now when she was going crazy because it it, it had no it's more like a kind of like notice me like notice that like I'm here damn it like I'm not just a, a yeah. background I'm not just in the background anymore kind of yeah but like feeling. it's it's not it's not like they had a really big. Yeah, there's no feud here. Is this Mina's like? Is it? You know, I beat I beat uh, Micah and Saya. Give me a chance. Yeah, I'm like saying it's not like they hate each other and then like Mina is going crazy and wants right. to kill her and then she stops herself. It's a title match. Yeah, slapping her isn't gonna change anything. It's just you already dropped her on her head three times. Sam isn't selling it, of course. You know that would uh, that would have worked against Miro though. Yeah, it's just I don't know what to yeah. say, man. Awful yeah. for me, awful match. All not didn't like anything about that. I was just glad it was done, and I hope she sells for Shayabus. Oh, she has That's to. Shayabus is she gonna win to. and get yeah. uh, introduce the green belt. But uh, five and stars for me because it had a screwdriver in it, so you know automatic yeah. pass. 
Once in time, Nakano retains. This is defense number four. Um, I, mean, I think she had. Tick. She had one, two, three, four, five, six. B six. B six match. Um, there's also rumblings of a another hair versus hair match might be happening. Yeah. Also including Tom and one, uh, one of her defenses that she didn't win, but went to a draw to. She still has a feud really? with the uh with one Mayu Iwatani. So do you think they're gonna squeeze that in? They could somewhere along the lines. She just need to take the belt off her because they're not fighting for a belt. They're fighting to fight each other. Um, then do it they're gonna after have to, the... Yeah, they're going to have to spark it up somehow again. Because um, that... if Because they're drawing parallels right now between her and Mayu. Because I don't know if you were around, but Mayu was always criticized for how her leadership was. Uh, she wasn't yeah. like a very good leader. She's careless. Everyone turns like absent-minded yeah. because yeah. she like she would. Um, it was when Arisa came back, and then that's all Stars was was her and Arisa. Like she didn't pay attention to anybody else. And that's what ended up making ta- uh, Tam want to leave. And now you think about it now, like Tam is kind of like drawing parallels. She's not as bad as Mayu as a leader, but what has she really been doing for Cosmic Angels since they lost the trios belt? The artist belts. You know, it would be funny. So, if they did like all this history of Mayu turns and then uh, like she finally gets diagnosed that she that she has ADD, then it explains everything. She tripped at a press conference standing up straight. So, Mayu, I don't understand Mayu. I don't think I ever will because in ring. Smooth as ice, smooth as silk, can do no wrong except taking neck bumps. But you know, you take her out of the ring, she can't even stand up straight sometimes. Yeah. Also, when is when is Mayu gonna wrestle the cicada? Cannot even get the venue name right or date. She went to the wrong venue. She said the you know when they ran the venue the same. Yeah, the show the same day when Wrestle Princess 2 happened. Mm-hmm. She advertised the show at TJPW's venue. <laughs> I love Mayu. I love Mayu, yeah. All right. So let's move to main event. Main event time, baby. Okay, we got World of Stardom title match. You know, uh, I'll <laughs> say you, mommy. You, Tommy. You, mommy. Hayashita versus Micah. 23 minutes. No, no, no. Hayashita. Hayashita or is it Hay Hay Hayashita? Because it has like I think Hayashita because it, it, it she has Hayashista like two shifts. Time. Okay, there you go. Like I had to say it, yeah. I had to say it to myself out loud. Okay, Hayashita <laughs> uh, against Micah. Twenty three minutes, forty three seconds. Lariato. So, yeah. Uh, big fight feel here. Micah has a ton of hair. Uh, this, this match was filled with big moves. Yeah. Like... This, uh, oh, real quick before we get to the, the actual match part. 
when Utami comes out, she doesn't get the rose to a audience member this time. She just straight up throws she just it dropped at it Julia. Yeah, just straight up tosses it at Julia. Like, take it, you peasant. And so that made me think, Sherry's not going to win. Oh, no, 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 no. They're going to, Rossi's going to no, have no. Sherry lose so that way Julia can get the belt, which I wouldn't put it past him. Are you Are you going to start to curse that I cannot finish a fucking music <laughs> video for Strong Stylish without it getting fucked, fucked up by the result? It happens every time. My, remember, my, the DDM one I had made almost got ruined too. <laughs> so what the hell? <laughs> So, yeah, I wouldn't put it past Rossi. Uh, uh, yeah, Utami retaining. It's uh, don't you dare, Sherry. Rossi! Don't you fucking dare! So, yeah, we get into this match. Uh, Micah's bangs are elite. Oh, facts. Utami is not wearing gold. It's a uh, savage. Uh, Micah, however, I mean, is wearing gold. He's wearing gold on her waist. Always. Also, remember, yeah. remember that I told you that, that cursed picture when she had the goddess belts? Like, that's not the red yeah. belt. Yeah. Not she, at You're all. telling me she wasn't born with the red belt? <laughs> Looks odd. And um, Micah, however, her gear was uh, inverse colors this time. She had gold and red, not red and gold. Nice, nice detail that you noticed. L- little details here. Um, this match yeah. starts off. Normal, slow, not slow, but uh, Utami yeah, bullies yeah, Micah have, for a little bit, you, like works on her you arm. You have two overhouses, it just cannot start mm-hmm. fast. Yeah, U- Utami's working over uh, Micah's arm, stomping on it, uh, diminishing the power. Taped. Yeah, we're uh, kind of diminishing the power of her lariats, which she uh, has to compound two to get the power of one. Also, Utami's uh, left. Left leg is heavily taped, so I don't know what's going on with her. Hope she's okay. Uh, she she is. She wouldn't be wrestling you know, yeah, if she wasn't. She's definitely been the workhorse for this company. Having really long matches. Well, yeah. Not that long, but... I mean, you look really at her matches. reign when it started. Who did she, she beat Mayu. She beat Stardom. So, for her to have this reign... And it'd be this, um, how do I say it? Nerdum Sukada. This uh, meaningful. Yeah. And she's and for it, for it to happen when she's only 22, shows you how good she is at so young. Definitely. Yeah. She, she truly feels like a final she, boss. She made herself into a goddamn superstar. I'm, I'm so, like, how can I say it? Complacent with her ring a champion, I don't want it to end. It's like gonna, it's feel gonna so be weird, weird without her having a belt, huh? Yeah, it's like main event, and you time isn't there with the belt, like something is off. And honestly, too, if she does lose against Sherry, which you know, nine times yeah. out of ten, it should happen. Um, I wouldn't have her challenge for the belt, I'd have her take mm. some, like, go do like some tag stuff with Azumi. Yeah, that would be great. That would be very Let Momo. Momo, 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 Momo. But yeah, uh, uh, give it some time. Momo's going to get the belt. She has to. But give, give Shuri a ring. I know. I'm first. not going to I'm not going to take it right off her right away. But um 
Honestly, too, uh, Starlight should win the white belt, just saying. Yeah, I agree. Don't be Saibusa, though. Saibusa magically uh, doesn't have the belt one day, you know? Like, she can't lose, you know? She just, one day she's just like, oh, I don't know where it is. Um, oh, I have the green lost belt. The, you can have the white belt, lost, though. Lost <laughs> the steakhouse. Shout out to Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, uh, how does uh, Micah get back into this? What she hit you, Tommy, with? Uh, I don't remember exactly. I remember that she had to switch her arm for a lariat at yeah, one point. So it wasn't as powerful. It was her left arm, her non-dominant hand. Yeah, and so. then she hit one really nasty German. It was just Ooh, she hits a sliding D. Oh, is it? She does it right. Micah hits a sliding D. Oh no, that was oh, Himika. Yeah, she hit a sli- No, oh, she Himika hit a too, right? D Himika hit one too, didn't she? Yeah, but she hit it on the bottom rope. Oh, and yeah, I said, like, the two times die. Yeah, oh my god. Lower back, holy soap. Also, one thing, one one move that I've started to really appreciate from you, Tommy, this is how impressive it is. And she transitions from the torture rack into the wheelbarrow German. Super clean. Oh, it's so good. She's so strong. But uh, yeah, uh, they start trading lariats. Like, there's one point where they're just like running at each other, lariat, lariat, lariat. No one's going yeah, down. No joke. Uh, and then uh, Yutami ducks one, right? And hits the German. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they popped me quite quite a few times in this match, as you were aware, as we were talking while I was watching it. Yeah, same for me. <laughs> they hit the. Um... Yutami hits a, a head and arm. Not head and arm, but overhead task flex. Yeah, then, you told me that you you really you really popped for that. I popped for that, and then immediately right after, fucking uh, Micah locks in the kata hajime. <laughs> I was so excited. I wasn't ready for that. Um, and then Utami busts out the triple Germans. Oh, yeah, you, you mentioned that, too, that, that you weren't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that, because normally it's just one or the wheelbarrow. She held, she locked in the weight. She had kept the hands clasped. Triple Germans. It was amazing. Uh, what's that move called that Micah does? The, uh, where she has them, like, in the power slam position, but she spins them out? Mm. I don't know the name of it, but you know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know how that's actually called. I like her nickname though, the strong girl. I mean, it's true. Very true. The stronger. And uh Yutami hits her power bomb the first time. Mm-hmm. But uh Maika gets her I think it was leg up on the rope. Mm-hmm. She grabbed she grabbed the rope. Or the grab it. I have something yeah, like she grabbed barely. Um uh, I'm still the BT bomb, I'm still 50-50 on it. Honestly, yeah. it it looks better against like pe- like uh, people of Micah's size. It doesn't work really well against the, like the smaller members. Yeah, because there's, there's no impact. They just kind of fall. Yeah, no impact. Like a leaf. Yeah, I would give honestly. <laughs> still wanted to start using the Dominator. I think that would fit her. Just Maybe have her, just have her Farouk style it. Just picking you up. You're going down. Maybe one day. So, yeah. Yutami wins with the BT bomb. And 
Yeah, this time it works. In 23 really minutes fun match. and 43 seconds, go watch it. I would I would recommend it. It's not it's yeah. not like uh, it's not gonna blow your socks off. It's not the most amazing match ever, but it's a really solid match. Um, it's stiff. You're very stiff. Utami calls out Micah the previous show because they're like eternal rivals at this point. Uh, you can actually watch their first match they ever had, which was for, was for the future of Stardom Championship, and it it wasn't even a match in Stardom. It was uh, a match in a uh, JTO just tap out where Micah was. Which is uh, Takamichi Noku's promotion. You, yep. can, you can find the match on Stardom World too. You don't have to go anywhere else. Okay. So That's like cool. it's it's not they actually have it available for you to watch on Stardom. So you can watch that. You can watch their whole history. They've had quite a few matches against each other. Great way. If this is gonna be Utami's last defense, I couldn't think of a better last opponent. Looking strong versus a mm-hmm. really strong wrestler. Oh, and to prove her. Dominance. I remember when in the last section, Maika is running at Utami and just falls down because how strong Utami is. Mm-hmm. She could even hit a lariat. So yeah. she looked really strong versus her rival, and no better way to to have the last defense. Uh, basically, at the end of the match, uh, Maika couldn't get up. That's how worn out she was, and um. Utami basically tells her, like, I hope you're not done as many times as you want to come at me. I'll I'll take it. They do a fist bump. Show respect. And then uh, Utami calls out Shuri for her face-off. Oh, we didn't mention, too, uh, Shuri cut her hair smash style. She went back to her oh, yeah. old haircut. How, how did he forget that? So that match is getting hyped up. Uh, there was even a spot too in one of the recent house shows where uh, she tries to shake her hand and uh, Shuri kicks, sh- kicks it and then slaps her. And then slaps her. So yeah, that's gonna be whew, that's gonna be a match right there. It's gonna be sick. Uh, speaking of stardom, there's a few things that they can go into here. Uh, I heard a uh, a tweet. From their gear make one of their gear makers that Azumi, Momo, and Starlight Kid are all getting different gear made or new gear made rather. So, could we have a double turn happening? Mm. What if you know at unlikely the twelve eighteen show? What if instead of Momo just going, well, she brings Azumi with her? That would be. Cause you can take you can take Momo. I can forgive you, Starlight. I can forgive you for taking Momo, but you can't break up. Breaking up. You can't break up Momo Oz, ever. Yeah, but that would be like a really big hit for Queen's Quest. That would be terrible. Yeah, but there's two people that can go to Queen's Quest actually. Okay, so let's see. We could it's have if you know if we're gonna shake everything up. Why not have Micah go to Queen's Quest? Mm, you can yeah. have a three-headed monster of Utami. Sayabusa and Micah, and he can throw in. You know, there's 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 someone else there. You know, maybe some sort of human tower. Yeah, I knew it immediately. Orange mask. It it works. I definitely I definitely see that. I was I would I was gonna say Micah, not Micah Himika, but I have another plan for Himika. It's a certain freelancer that's available. She's pretty tall. You know, and I, I expect Rossi to open up that pocketbook, throw some money at her. I hope she gets to do her freelances, have have her fun. But when she's ready to 
get a big contract. We could have one Maya. Maya. Sorry, can't talk. <laughs> I made it to the end of the show, folks. My first slip up. Um, Mayuki yeah, could first. come in, and she could start a faction of tall wrestlers. So that's too OP. It could be Mayuki, Lady C, Himeka, uh, Ami Miura from Actress Girls, Sayabusa, maybe. Let's get all the tall ones. And uh, everyone does a big boot. Everyone. And uh, soccer kicks, too. Don't forget to kick people in the face. Oh, of course. But that, that's a hobby. Honestly, I don't think uh, Oedo Tai is going to be around for too much longer if they win. If they bring in Momo and Azumi, potentially. If those three Maybe form a, a group, they could break off, start their own yeah. group, have either Oedo Tai dissolve or have. Maybe, you know, Kyrie Zane. We'll see. We'll see. So there's a lot of things they could pivot pivot to here. Uh they're definitely in good shape. They're fresh. Their champions are young. Most of them. They're in a fantastic shape. Yeah. Tom got her run, so we can now pivot to the younger stars. Stardom's in good place. Yeah. So is uh I don't know if we mentioned earlier, so is Ice Ribbon. People were worried about Ice Ribbon closing, but no, they just uh, like three three of their top stars left for sure. But I know for sure they got some talent lined up, and with the influx of uh, new people on on the market, you could be seeing a lot of new faces around. Definitely. All right, everybody, it's time for the main event. Let's get retro. We have Stardom Real Goku Cinderella Champions Fiesta. We watched one match from the show, which caught our interest because of one person on this card. It was an eight-person tag. It was Goto Ihashi and the star of the show, Kota Ibushi, Lynn Byron, and Mayu Iwatani against the team of Eddie Sousa, Hikaru Sato, Makoto, and Michael Nakazawa. This match lasted 12 minutes and two seconds. Uh, quick note here. Uh, what do we point out at the top right of the, cor- of the screen, Storm? Um, what did it say? It, it says uh, near live. Near live. Not live. Not pre-recorded. Near live. Near live. Just telling you that, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of delay here. It's it, it, it's close enough. Basically, that's what they should have put up there. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. We had a uh, little baby Mayu with her little tongue piercing and cool hair. Very, very, very 2000s anime hair. Rebel, like, rebel, like, rebel, like, you know, she's like in that attitude. Wasn't mm-hmm. nice, uh, yeah, nice money what, that we have now. What she was, what, 20, 21 at this point? 20, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, she had very big uh, Rainbow Stereo fans on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like early 2000s look. Oh, I just realized too. I think uh, her gear that she was been wearing, she kind of was matching uh, how Ren's gear was. So now I think she's back to her normal, normal style gear. Uh, Ooh, but, ba- but back to the past. Uh, yeah, Mai starts things off with Eddie Sousa. Stardom was wild back in the day. <laughs> this is way different than the Stardom we know. Also, crowds. <laughs> There's a giant crowd here. Yeah, it's, I think that was their biggest show. 
Oh yeah. Uh Mayu goes for a patented springboard double arm drag. Can't quite get it this time. She slips. Oh but she luckily she has a Karusato and Makuzakazawa to there to hold her up so she doesn't eat shit. So they hold her <laughs> up so that way she can get her footing and she, she completes the move. She gets completely bullied by them. It gets hard to watch. <laughs> I wrote a st- <laughs> I wrote a funny note here for the uh the low blow. I wrote Lim Byron sterilizes Nakazawa. Right. And he, <laughs> so he, he was like a he was like a nurse, like a doctor yeah. or he something. Was like a sexy nurse. And the way he would get people to stop was like he would lift up his shirt and they would just stop on their tracks. Yeah. Effective. I remember uh with a Karu when uh they were doing something and Michael Nakazawa had him. I thought, because he had like his thing tucked in. I thought he was going to pull out like a gimp suit. And I was like, oh no. But it was just like a swimmer suit. He had the goggles It was like a swimmer suit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no. He's going to pull out the gimp suit with the ball gag. I was like, oh, oh hell no. <laughs> I was like, why did you get me to watch? What am I watching? <laughs> uh, she uh, follows it up with a 619 to Karu. The star of the show, Ibushi, is now in. The stick Pele just kick. flies all over the place. Yeah, just like a ping pong ball. Not ping pong. Uh, yeah, uh, ping pong also right. works. Was it fucking? No, we'll go with that. Um, like what? How's that game? Pinball. There you go. Pinball. pinball. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. Um, that's what you meant. Okay. Pele kick, standing corkscrew splash, which is just why <laughs> you just got into the match. Show out, young man. Show out. Uh, Gota gets tagged in, and this motherfucker starts moving around like his name is Ricochet. Is it successfully? Successfully, he hits a stand. He does a standing shooting start. Oh, doesn't he do that a tope was... too? I'm not sure. He doesn't he do like that? Know. Uh, was it that flying tiger drop, the cartwheel one? I, I think I think he tried something like that. I don't remember it exactly. Yeah. I remember it's like you're like, man, fly, do something, and then he does a <laughs> shooting star. He does a shooting star. Dakota hits one too. Yeah. Uh, second rope moonsault combo. So like he runs into the shooting star. Oh yeah, uh, Goda actually does this cool like running sidekick. Oh When yeah, he gets first tagged super. in, he's like starts flying around the ring, and he just uh, hit, I think it was Nakazawa he hits it on. I love the one part when they're like all of them are arguing over Nakazawa and then Ibushi just springboard springboards and has a drop. <laughs> um, he's just chilling until he needs to dive. He's like, yeah, uh, it's been long enough. Time to fly. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody turns on uh, Hikaru and Nakazawa. Because they were really nasty. tried to... This man takes what off his thong. Not a sock. He pulls out a sock. He pulls out a thong. Try to hit Mister Thonko on Mayu. Try to also hit a Shadow Dream on Mayu. Oh yeah, Mayu has to block her uh, lady parts. Good for Mayu. Yeah, because they were using goggles to check out her lady parts. Perverts. You sick fuck. Yeah, you sick fuck. If only they knew the chant, man. That would be perfect. That'd be funny. Um. Yeah, so he's trying to hit hit Mayu with the Mister Thonko. Uh, Lynn Byron comes in to hold it, hold up or uh, help her hold up the arm. Hikaru then tries to help uh, Michael Nakazawa finish the move. 
Everybody gets in. Kota and Kota come back in. They're holding it up. Which Kota and Kota are an actual tag team. Well, if you uh, watch the Patreon, we go over that part. Yeah, we explained that. Because so we were very confused because they had... They had... Uh, matching gear. Yeah, they had matching gear. And we were like, are they actual tag team? It turns out that Goda and Kota are in a stable, actually. I don't remember the name of it, but we go through that. It's and on he, Patreon if you care enough. And we, uh, you brought up the uh, whole uh, Iron Man heavy metal weight fiasco with the book. Yeah. So we went over that, too. Um, they try to call on their teammates for backup, uh, Makoto and... Eddie Susta, but, but they turn on them too. Still late. Yeah. <laughs> they go on the it's other side late. and help them. Uh, Eddie, Eddie assists Mayu with a spinning back fist to Michael Nakazawa, and Mayu wins with her dragon suplex. Not the two stage yet, just a regular dragon suplex in 12 minutes. Was it 12 minutes? And uh, after the match, the rest of the other team celebrates with them. Oh, yeah, everybody celebrates together <laughs> except Michael Nakazawa and Sato. So, no one likes doctors. No one likes doctors or nurses. Yep. Uh, this match, we originally wanted to watch it just to see Ibushi and Stardom because it sounded ridiculous. Yeah. And this match turned out to be way more than we anticipated it to be. Yeah. I didn't know well, that Michael Nakazawa was a sexy nurse. <laughs> also, very, now, very tan was that man today. Very tan, like super. What was the time of the year? What was the date? It was. Let me get that for you right now because I was. I didn't write it down for some reason. Damn it! I uh, need to know. One second. I get it. I got it right now. It's an important info. Is it all natural or not? I mean, it's what? not. But... Is that can? Is that tan come from a spray? Yeah. Let's see. Pull it up right now. Or is now. it tanning that? It was. Oh yeah. By the way. Rigoku, like I said, Rigoku, uh, yeah. Kokigan Arena, Kokigugan, Kokugigan, Gikan. I can't talk. Right to get. I I failed. Oh, yeah, I was right. Twelve minutes, two seconds. Okay. So. What's date? The date was four twenty nine, April tw- April okay. 29th, two thousand thirteen. So that so was our retro show for this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a very young, very very young Ibushi. Same hair though. We also have another very young wrestler we need to cover from the retro show. The other match. Oh yeah, that card is full with uh, stuff we haven't watched yet. We were we were originally gonna watch the whole show, but then we ended up watching like forty eight different things. So yo, now we're gonna save some of it for later. We have so yeah. many things that we've planned to watch for you guys on the Patreon. Which you can go check out at patreon.com slash strong stylish. No PW. PW is only for the Twitter. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at strong stylish PW on Twitter. And you can follow Storm at Storm K I F X. Yep. Or do you pronounce it KIFX? So basically, Stormski FX because it's like. Uh, oh, like Broski. Like <laughs> yeah, basically, that's a running joke. Stylops. And I here I'll I'll give him a shout. Stylos and I had like a thing where we call each other broski, and then we started adding ski to everything. So I was like, okay, storm is used. I, like I had ski towards, so storm ski, and then effects because most of the people have like MVs or highlights, but I do both, so it's like storm ski effects. 
which is pretty sweet. That's actually uh, it has more character to the name. I thought it was like yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah, Stormski. That's uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty sweet. From Broski. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, uh, thank you guys. That was episode four of the Strong Stylish Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.